Welcome to part two of the Cooldown Time Podcast's 2021 Game of the Year special, a show that's celebrating all of gaming's best and bootiest of the year. I'm your graphically impressive host, Marco, and joining me once again is my co-host, longtime friend, and list-making connoisseur. We got Pablo back in the house again. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, buddy? We're here, ready to talk Game of the Year. I'm feeling great. Nothing is wrong with me. All is well. <laughs> you gonna tell the streets what's going on with you for real? Yeah, you... man. I I I got COVID. I'm got fully vid, vaccinated. Man. Uh, but you know, this 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 shit happens. I guess. I mean, it's not like this is like a global pandemic, isn't it? A thing that happens often enough to to say this shit happens. But uh, yeah. we got it. We got it. Um. I uh, I'm feeling good considering, but uh, so if you sign, I sign a little nasally, uh, and if maybe a cough escapes before I hit the mute button, I, my apologies. Uh, but yeah. your boys recovering. Hey man, it is what it is, man. Look, hey, if we if if you had caught this early, would this would have been a nominee for Booty Juice of the Year for sure. <laughs> I think it could have took it, you know, but you know, you were a little late to the to the qualifications on that. So you next time you need to just kind of get it early, you know. But, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, nevertheless, uh, like I said, this is part two of our game of the year special. Uh, this one is kind of the main event of the uh, of the whole thing, which is our top ten games of 2021. So uh, normally, me and Pablo would have our own separate list, and we're still doing that, and we'll tell you what those games are in our respective top ten lists another time. Um, but we wanted to go ahead and do a, a consolidated list to represent the Cool Down Time podcast. So we're going to be debating um, a unified top ten. Uh, we have over 30 games on our list that we're going to be trimming down to ten. And then after we trim it down to 10, then we got to rank them hoes, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going we from these games like that, man. Hey, we got to we got to rank them, uh, rank them and tank them. I don't know that. I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> what uh, is I just wanted to rhyme something. I have no clue. Uh, let's just keep going. But we, any, anyways, we're going to we're going <laughs> to we're going to rank the games from uh, from 10th all the way up to first to determine our ultimate uh, game of the year. So um, I'm looking forward to this one, man. This is going to be a good time. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, first of all, if you haven't caught part one of our uh, Game of the Year podcast, please be sure to go back and check that out. That was really fun, too. Uh, and and um, if you like what you hear, also give our podcast a sub. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcast, Overcast. Pocket Cast, all, all the casts, we, we're on all those things, man. So find us there, follow us there. Uh, it ain't going to cost you nothing, okay? Uh, also, uh, keep us in your FOV in between episodes. You can do that by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on, on Instagram, we're at Cooldown Time Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Cooldown Time Pod, if you want to stay connected with your boys. Now, uh, without further ado, like we said in part one, there's not going to be any uh, uh, loadouts, no hit points, no checkpoint chat. We're jumping straight into the deliberations. And uh, Pablo, we got a pretty hefty list here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read off all of the games that are nominees for top 10 games of 2021. 
Let me take a deep breath here. I uh, got a lengthy list, and they are the following. We've got Backbone. Well, you know, literally and in the game called Backbone. Okay, Backbone. No, we ain't got no Backbone because we bought no. all these goddamn what? games. Yeah, that's true. Why'd you, have to, why'd you have to be right? All right. <laughs> all right, so the games are Backbone, Call of Duty Vanguard, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Chivalry 2, Chorus, Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Hitman 3, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Lost Judgment, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Metroid Dread, MLB The Show 21, Near Replicant, Overboard, Persona 5 Strikers, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Tales of Iron, Tales of Arise, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Unpacking, and East 9, Monstrum Knox. Whew, that was a lot, man. What well, man? I need a break. Let's take let's take five. Um, now let's go ahead and start talking, man. Um, you know I think that there's some there's some semi easy cuts, and and and, and for, for you listeners, you know we're gonna we're gonna give a flower. We're gonna give a daffodil uh, to these games <laughs> as we uh, as we walk them out the door of uh, contention for our top ten list. Uh, so we're gonna show these games each some love as we send them packing. Uh, just so you know. But you know what, Pablo? What? You know what? What? What do you think of this year in gaming in general? Where, yeah. where When we think about this list, what? What? What strikes you about this? I I think that this year is of Martin this weird post pandemic, but also current pandemic, COVID nineteen still happening, uh, and and then with with everything kind of how it's just an affecting like people's health, but also supply chains and how people are developing games, so on and so forth. This game has, you know, with it starting last year, this year has been the, the actual year where this has been the most, this has affected games the most. And, and you can tell for me, my money. And I think video games are fun. And we find, we found enjoyment in just about every one of these games that we mentioned, but this is possibly for me, one of the worst years in video games, uh, in the past 15 years, honestly. And I think it's pretty easy to, to be quite honest. Um, I mean, that could be a, a podcast topic maybe in the future saying what, one of the worst years of video games, we've done one of the best. Uh, so, you know, or maybe, uh, because for me, I, when I look at this list, there are so many games that I've played that I enjoyed that if I put them in comparison to just last year, or even the year before, they don't make the cut. Just to be oh, quite yeah. honest, yeah, yeah, no and, doubt, no doubt. Look, it, 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 you're right, you're right. It, it's it's like it's like a, in a lot of games. Alternatively, because they were good, they were like gassed up really, really high. Like they got the drought clout. You know, there wasn't anything else to be like you know crazy about. So the games that would normally be like cool on a typical year, where it was a lot of good stuff coming out, they got extra attention, extra love, and higher scores and stuff like that. It was crazy. And that's not to say that all the games that came out this year were bad, because the the, the honest truth is, for every 20, 40, 50 terrible games that came out 
within you know the couple of months there were like real bangers like when i look at my list and i won't say what my list is when I, when i look at the top three or four maybe even five games those top four games those games will really be in contention for any other year to be in the top five because of how good those games were i mean we're not saying we're not going to sit here and tell you that whatever we decide is our favorite game of the year uh, is is not even a good game because of how bad the year is I have a sneaky suspicion that whatever game that we do pick probably would contend any of the year uh, video games, just because it's not like it was all bad. It was just that as a collective whole, video games were not great, but there were right some there. really yeah, amazing yeah. games this year for sure. Right, and look, you know, we're not saying like uh, we're not trying to take the wind out of the sails of this of this uh, you know game of the year conversation. There, there there were a lot of really you know really dope games that we both played that we had a really good time with. Some of them, you know, like Pablo said, they would hang in in other years for sure. We're just saying that when you when when we look back at 2021, a couple years from now, we're all gonna notice that. This was a really real. This was the struggle year of 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 this particular console cycle because of all kinds of COVID factors and production factors, delays, and and obviously just stuff that didn't really live up to expectations. Of course, too, which we talked about, in, you know, in part in our our, uh, our first uh, the first chapter of this game of the year uh, special we've been doing. Um, but yeah, I agree, man. I, I think it's been a it's been a pretty bum a bummy year overall um it wasn't that there were a lot of dingy games it was just that the the stuff that we got just was kind of hovering in that it's it's in that mediocrity to to kind of like good range and only a select few games to me really um you know stood above that um that that baseline so but um y'all get a feel for what we were talking about when you see how we're narrowing down this list um speaking of which we should probably go ahead and get started on making some cuts dude um i'll kick it over to you first what what's kind of standing out to you was an easy one to, so to send gonna, out the door i, I want to go spicy here uh off, oh, off oh, rip. Oh. only because i i i i don't think i've i've thought about this and i think maybe i mean I, and i'll get your thoughts on it i think we've given the these games their flowers when they came out and um and kind of to bring it up now as a top 10 list, we're just going to be rehashing conversations that we might have had with each other or or thought when, once we had those games. And I'm talking about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, just, yeah, dude. We're on the same page. Man, I, I wanted to cut that one early, but I was I was, I was was nervous that, that you were going to want to keep that, to be honest. No. But it's... Uh, let, let me let you explain your reasoning first, yeah, but so I'll, I'll jump in afterwards. Basically, the, all those games, specifically the first one, had really good quality of life improvements. And in some cases, had incredible, even like uh, level design changes that really make the game work really well. I, I played through the first and second uh, of that game without a problem. Loved every minute of it. But there was nothing that I can say that that changed how I felt about that franchise from the moment I played it to start and how I played it today. And that's because nothing changed in, in those, nothing, nothing changed in the DNA of that game. It was just sprucing it up and making it a, a better quali uh, quality of life. Now, there's a lot of people out there that we know that have played this franchise for the first time and are including it in their top, whatever, or talking about. And I get that because it's the I first have no time they're problem playing with it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's new for them. Like kind of like other games on this list were for me. You know that they came out. There, there were like remakes and or, or like you know final versions or, or director's cut versions and stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, th this at the end of the day, this is our list, right? And and we've we've. We've been knowing that Mass Effect is is you know an all time great 
um, you know, IP in, in the world of gaming. This Legendary Edition, for as well put together as it is, didn't, did, it wasn't a revelation to us in any kind of way. It was just the definitive way to play these games, which is dope to have the ability to go back and not have to fight through old 360 controls or old, you know, pop in issues from old Unreal Engine, you know, problems from back in the day. That stuff is great for convenience sake, but nothing really, you know, like I said, nothing was a revelation about this. And the other issue we'll run into is you and I being huge Mass Effect fans and Mass Effect 2 being one of our favorite games of all time and Mass Effect 1, you know, also being one of the great RPGs that we loved. It's really hard. It'd be really weird for us to slot in at number eight or number nine or no, <laughs> yeah. it, it would it would have to be number one. You know, right? Because of, right. of what it is, so it just and the value make sense of playing yeah. three three games and in, in, in for the price of one. I mean, yeah, obviously, if we're gonna be like that, yeah, it would, then it would sweep every every award, every yeah. every everything. You know what I mean? So yeah, but, I'm glad we're in agreement because I feel like that that was gonna be a point of contention here because uh, Far Cry Six, this game, uh, Forza, great. But Mass Effect 2? Are you fucking kidding <laughs> it's just, me? It's just being what it's always been. And that's not yeah. a bad thing, but yeah, no, yeah it's right. got to go. Okay. Um, yeah. It, it'll get, we'll give it a whole bouquet of daffodils, actually, since it's 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 Mass Effect. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, what do you got? Anything up here yeah, you, so you feel like you got to go? I'm going to go for the, like some, some of the lower hanging fruit, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, get, 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 the, get the board right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate a game uh, called Chorus. Um, I know when I probably read that off, a lot of people were like, huh? Um, This is a really interesting game that came out actually um, very late this year. Uh, It's basically a space combat shooter, um, like a Star Fox, like a Starlink battle for Atlas. Hey, that's the best Star Fox game I've played in years. Oof. Bad Take McGee uh, has checked into the game right now. Um, no, but it's a really, really dope game um, that that actually quite surprised me. And the, you know, I, I'm I'm removing it early for a couple of reasons. Number one is I haven't finished it yet because it was kind of a late game that I jumped to since it came out so late. Um, secondly, you know, it, it's not a perfect game. It is a budget title. It is about forty bucks, I believe. Um, which is great for for the for the amount of game you get there. Um, it, it it's a it's kind of a really interesting open world. Well, in this case, I guess open planet type of thing, um, where uh, you know you're you're basically playing uh, this this character called Nara. She is uh, to make a long sci-fi story very short. She uh, used to be a part of kind of the kind of like the Sith of, of this game, uh, so to speak. And, and she was like their all-star person that did all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff, including the last thing she did was she destroyed an entire planet and killed billions of people, but guilt caught up with her and she regretted her actions. And she ended up, uh, leaving this, uh, this, this cult behind and is now in this game, uh, kind of rising against them, uh, with, you know, a resistance to kind of take them out and, uh, and keep other planets and colonies safe from is this, there- um, this, this, uh, faction. Is there like a legit story? Like there's cutscenes and all yeah. that stuff. Oh well, uh, well. So the the story is primarily because you're pretty much always in the ship. You're never out of the ship. So a lot of it's happening through like radio transmissions and stuff. There'll be you know like the occasional cutscene where you'll you'll see her get out of the ship and because um, her ship is actually a sentient ship that actually talks back uh, and and you know uh, it's a whole thing about that too. But he's really cool. His name is Forsaken. Um, 
But, you know, you'll see cutscenes like that once in a while, but, uh, and the game looks really, really good, but you just don't get a lot of that because I think some budgetary restrictions and stuff like that. So it's, it doesn't have that AAA, um, budget that you can feel in the game, but if you're into space combat shooters and you see this on sale at some point, or if it ever jumps, uh, uh drops on Game Pass, I would, I would play it. I think it's, it, it really, it's, it's great. It modernizes a lot of space combat stuff in some really unique ways. Uh, it's very fast, fluid. It's, it feels very tight. Um, it, it feels like a game that I, I can see a lot of uh, other games copying that do space combat in the future for sure. But, uh, it's just not going to be a marquee game on this list in particular, so... I'm going to give it a loving cut, um, but you could say I sang choruses, praises. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what you just heard. I, I think uh, a cut here for me would be Scarlet Nexus. Um, Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, I'm really, kind of high on that for a while. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy what I played of it. I, I thought it had really great ideas. Uh um, I, I really enjoyed the combat. I thought it was it had it was really easy to get a hang of, but it had really in depth kind of 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 controls that you can actually like you can do more than what you the game was telling you to, that you can do. Like if you kind of uh, tied together the proper combos and things of that sort. I thought I thought the combat was actually kind of ingenious. Uh, overall, though, as the story progressed, you felt the budget in this game, kind of like you were saying with chorus. Um, it, it just it just kind of it just kind of came down to a lot of story beats being told through ex, uh, expository dumps through just kind of conversations like. It, like word bubbles and it just it just it really took that world that they built up front and almost it kind of dropped the ball on it because it was such an interesting story going uh that they had going throughout uh but ultimately i, I do think that it had great ideas uh really enjoy what combat, i played that combat was great yeah a fantastic combat and you know it, it didn't it didn't uh subvert any kind of japanese anime tropes it actually embraced them in, in a lot of ways that's not as much as tales of arise but it, it still was very japanese anime to the, to the point where a japanese anime came out uh and it's not great uh unfortunately so you know that was kind of my hope hanging my hat on that a little bit thinking maybe if the anime is good then maybe they'll make another one because uh, they have the world they have the characters they have the combat down packed I think it's a great uh, little franchise that they can get going. But unfortunately, the first game just wasn't uh, as good as I, I wanted it to be. But it definitely gets a mention here. Uh, and and I, I enjoyed my time with it. For sure. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about it in, in the first uh, part of our awards um, because I just, you know, I don't think, I, I think it was, it was, you know, good, but didn't really qualify for much anything that we had going on in part one at all with the categories, but uh, Maybe it is a solid style. game. Yeah, I guess art style would probably be the closest, but even then it's, it's still, it's very kind of formulaic in, in, in its style, which isn't a bad thing. It's just like, yeah, you're doing kind of what I've seen a million times, just in a slightly different way, it almost uh, but it's felt, still a cool um, game. What's that game that Platinum made uh, with the monsters? That you, um, they had Astral Chain. Astral Chain, that's uh, it. It kind yeah. of felt like a cheap version of that a little bit, uh, but anyway, but it was great, great game. Oh, great ideas! I just, I, I hope that they, I hope they get to make another one though. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. I want to see them take at least one more stab at it, see if they can get it right. Um, all right, I'm actually gonna kick this back to you again because I'm gonna propose a game that's more of a you thing than than a me thing. Um, we got Backbone on the list. Um, is that something you see uh, sticking around for for very long in this? 
and that's a very me game. Um, it it's it's a crime nor game. Uh, side scrolling art style is is, is absolutely phenomenal. It, it it just becomes towards towards the end of it. It 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 doesn't do a lot interesting anymore. Uh, all the interesting aspects of it are up front. The story, everything you can, you kind of see the writing on the wall once you kind of get uh, through the half point of that game. And it's a great idea. I, I really I really love the vibe of that game, and I, and I. Do think that they knock it out the park in that way, but as a game, moment to moment gameplay, it just really for me kind of drops the ball at the end, and just doesn't feel as it doesn't it doesn't live up to the hype that the the initial start of the game actually creates or created in me, and it just kind of, it, it fell off towards the end, so it was a little disappointing for me. Yeah, so definitely take it off. But I, I, I but I always want to kind of shout out those kind of games because. For as rich as that uh, crime nor uh, you know aesthetic is, it's not used as much as, as you would think it is. And, and and I like games that that do a really good job. And not only is used, but used well. And aesthetically, the game knocks it out the park. It's just it doesn't yeah, deliver. You're kind of right about that. There's really not a lot of noir stuff. There was a, there was another game that came out this year called Genesis Noir. I don't know if you probably I played, saw it on I Game played, Pass. I played a little. It was bit a of little. That. It's a little too obscure for me. It's too existential, yeah. Because it, it's less about the nor and the jazz, even though it has all that. It's more about the world and like and the creation of the world, like, stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, listen, I'm not smart doing enough for that much. shit. I ain't smart doing enough. Too much. You know what? I'm not even gonna say doing too much. If 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 like if that's your shit and like and that's how your brain works and that's the game you wanted to make fine but I ain't smart enough for that shit bro don't come don't come at me sideways <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, let's go ahead and move on um, so I'll go ahead and throw one out there um, let me kind of give my flowers to Shin Megami Tensei 5 um, although this was a game that disappointed me I wanted to still give it a special shout out because it it can't help but be what it is. It's one of those types of games. You know, it's just it's just going to be Shin Megami Tensei, and you're either ready for that or you're not. Um, I think it did do some pretty cool things, and it's still... it The strengths that it's always had as a series is still the strengths that it has now, uh, which is good in terms of consistency, but I just felt like... Um, you know, it, it just didn't make enough uh, strides and try enough new things and really introduce some some new things to kind of give that that series some new life uh, in ways that I hoped it would. So um, I still think it's a great RPG. If you're an RPG fanatic, I think you should definitely get around to it. Just be prepared to get whooped on because uh, that game is a is a straight beatdown. Um, but it is a uh, it is still a high quality game that I think deserves some praise, but not enough to make that top ten. So I'm gonna let that one go. Uh, off the list yeah uh so a game i I, that was it's on here i'm gonna get it off it's tales of iron um tales of iron is a game that i I recently picked up um it's not a game that i finished uh so that's one of the reasons why but also it's it's a game that is cute in its approach and it's an action it's an action RPG, but so light on the RPG. It really, it's almost a throwaway. Uh, the coolest thing about the game, besides the actual combat, which is actually really fun, is that the the actor uh, who does uh, Geralt, uh, I forget his name, Cocker, his uh, first name, 
eludes me. But anyway, uh, he uh, he's literally doing Geralt. He's narrating the entire uh, the entire game, and that did a lot for me because <laughs> uh, he. I mean, it's constant. Any any room he moves into, it's a narration, and so like he's always so in my head. I'm like, oh, this is just Geralt reading a story to Siri, like that that bullshit. But I I, I overall this game is. I'm actually kind of shocked nobody's talked about this game because uh, the action elements are really good. The story is really good. The the idea and premise is really good. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it's just, it's not great in any of those things, but it does a lot of those things really, really well. And it's a really fun game to play. Uh, it's, it, it really is a blast to play. And so I'm really enjoying my time with that. But, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up or contend uh, with any of the other games that are on this list right now. Okay. All right, we'll give that one a cut with love. Um, all right, so I got one that I'm going to throw out there. Um, Persona 5 Strikers. Um, I think this game is um, was a pleasant surprise because it, it had no business being as good as it is uh, and being such a faithful sequel to um, one of my personal favorite games of all time. It was in my top 10, and, and deservingly so. Um, I think that this game's biggest problem was... Its formula was too formulaic. Uh, every time you go to a new city or new town to basically save a person or change a person, uh, without getting into like a lot of you know detail here, um, it, the the means in which you do so is pretty much the same way every single time. Um, and I think after a while, I personally ran out of steam uh, for that formula, but I certainly had a really fun time with that game while I was in while I was in it. Um, I put about 15 hours in. It's a very long game. It's it, you're gonna get a whole lot of game with that, and I think it's I think it's gonna be on PlayStation Plus um, next month. So there's no excuse not to try it now. Uh, and I think just because we're eliminating this one early does not mean it's not worth your time. If you're a Persona fan, I definitely recommend it. I just think that we're looking at a lot of other games on this list that are just too too juggernaut like for this to contend. So um, I, I think it's a cut. Do you agree? I think people have to understand that when this game got announced. Uh, People doubted the fact that it was because the thing was like, oh, it's just literally a sequel. It's gonna feel every like it's gonna feel very much like Persona, and I think people doubted that because the, those kind of games aren't really they take elements from the game that they're uh, that they're kind of uh, have a partnership with, but ultimately it's it's still a very much a Dynasty Warriors type game. But yeah, it, it's a, it, it, it's shockingly more persona which is really good but yeah, yeah. It, it, that's a good cut okay all right um all right so let's let's see man um all right okay i'll throw one out there uh this is this is me kicking it to you um the great ace attorney chronicles tell me about that one a little bit um because i i, I like ace attorney i don't i don't have a love for it like i know you do but do you think that this is a game that's that's gonna stick on this list in any way? Yeah, I, I can be I convinced. A, but well, no, I have a weird relationship with Ace Attorney games because I love all of them, but I, you know, it's always, it's they barely make it on my top ten list games of the year because they're they're charming, they're fun to play, they're logic based puzzle, you know, word games, uh, but ultimately for me. The formula of those games just grows tired, uh, tiresome for me, and so I just never can really get through the game 
uh, as a whole, even though uh, I got through most of this. Uh, I think Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is a great little game that uh, adds additional life to the uh, Ace uh, Attorney kind of franchise without using your titular character. Uh, it had a really cool, I guess, premise, uh, some really interesting things, but ultimately for me, I'd rather be playing a mainline Ace Attorney game uh, anyway, but this is a really uh, cool idea that they had and, and, and implemented pretty well. But ultimately, just live up to the Ace Attorney franchise as a whole, uh, and in that, we can definitely take it out of off the list for sure. All right. Okay, so we uh, we got it off the list. So, okay, um, so I'm looking got? at... I'm looking... All right. It's getting a little bit dicey now. I think Overboard can go, though. Mm. Though it okay. might make my my type personal top ten. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I think for the sake of the conversations that we want to have, uh, and, and the games that I really want to fight for, Overboard is not gonna. It doesn't have my passion. Uh, okay. And so I think that uh, based on. That, nope, you haven't played it, and based on the one that I'm the only one that played it, there's no, I'm not, there's no arguments to be made for it. We can go ahead and get it off. But you know, I, I talked about it very recently. Overboard is a great little game. It's on uh, Switch. It's on uh, iPhone. It, it's just a really cool, just a really cool game where you can uh, pretty much. Uh, it's a roguelike, which is some we, a thing we hate, but it's implemented. It's finally a game that actually implements that roguelike element in, in a way that really does what Deathloop thinks that it was doing. Uh, and uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, we got it gone. Um, all right, man. So uh, yeah, you're right. Some of these games, I think, are a little bit more. Slightly more precious than the ones we've we've been cutting so far, right? So we're at what twenty two. We got twenty two uh, right now. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and you know uh, just be, again just because we're eliminating stuff early doesn't mean that these games are not the you know not not a good time. But I think maybe Chivalry two is is uh, one that's subject to go. Um, I think again, I think this is. This is one of those games that that wants to knock at the door of number 10, but I just don't know how it's going to get there with some of the other games we have. Uh, we can keep it here for now if you if you're not, yeah, if you're not comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not, not ready, ready for it to go. I, I think oh. I think based on on how we enjoyed it, I think it could potentially make our top 10. Well, why don't we leave it on the board? Let's let's kind of see how the rest of it's laying out. I just I I think that I think the, what I'm getting hung up on personally is that we, we don't really have any intention of going back to it again. Um, which yeah, is but a, I mean... A, it's, not a, it's not a knock against the game. I just think that if there's other games that we've had our fill of that we you know would want to come back to and play again or, or you know more so than we will this one. But um, well, I, I will say that there's other games out here that I kind of want to get rid of before I even uh, talk about Chivalry in terms of, right, well, of that. Okay, so let's, let's uh, hear one. Super Mario 3D World, uh, Bowser's Fury. You want Mario out of here? Nah. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, the, I don't the have Super Mario 3D all. World aspect of it is not really withstanding here. It's the Bowser's Fury, which is that new, uh, uh, the new DLC that came with it. That is, in effect, uh, fantastic. It is basically a, a kind of proof of concept for what future uh, uh, Mario games are going to be, and if that's the future of the Mario games. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun, really good. Uh, I, I personally 
enjoyed the, my time with it. Uh, but ultimately, it, it was just a slice of kind of uh, a small slice of what they were doing. And uh, in that sense, I can't really uh, take that small portion uh, and then pack that with a 3D world and say this is a top 10 game of the year for me. Uh, you know, again, if, if, if that was enough for some people, that's awesome. No problem with that. But for me, it just I wanted more. And ultimately fell off of it because I just was like, okay, this is not really what I want to play right now. But also, I, I know that this isn't a full-fledged Mario game and it's not really grabbing my attention right now. So this is like what I'm seeing is it. And I, I, I there's nothing more to it. So I, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, set here. So I, I think it's a it's 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 a cool little thing that they did. I, I'm, I'm happy for the future of what Mario games are going to be. Mario games are always good. They're just they they, they know the formula. They know how to, to make it. but. Ultimately, I don't think it, it it'll make our top ten. I don't think you even played it. Um, I think I might have played I might have played uh, the Wii U um, version of of the original like the the, but the I, original but game, Fury, but not no no no. I haven't played Bowser's Fury. Uh, yeah, so I think that can go. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. I'm not trying to attack you, but uh, I keep, I know I mentioned in games you you're, you're kind of probably you know feeling, but Chicory, a colorful tale. Um, is yeah. that is that cuttable? Yeah, it's cuttable. I mean, look, I, I, I really love it, uh, but look, I just, I, full, full transparency, I haven't finished it. Um, and I just, I can't really, uh, I, first of all, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but also I <clears throat> am not particularly, uh, I'm not, I can't, I'm not excited about the story as much as I am just kind of like the one to one gameplay of it. And I love that stuff about it, but I just don't, think for us our top 10 again it's not a game that i'm gonna i don't want to have too many things that i want to fight for because that's just going to diminish the arguments uh going forward you know i'm passionate uh rant about 30 games it's like come <laughs> on <laughs> nobody's passionate about 30 games <laughs> um all right so let's go ahead and cut that uh I all think right we so have- we're at Let 20. Me, Should we just kind of rattle yeah, them off? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to read them off real quick. Uh, we got Call of Duty Vanguard, Chivalry 2, Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Hitman 3, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Lost Judgment, Metroid Dread, MLB The Show 21, Near Replicant, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Tales of Arise, Unpacking, and East Nine, Monstrum Knox. So, we got um, ten more to cut. How we let feeling? Me, uh, let me offer up MLB The Show 21. I'm just happy you made the top 20. I think it's the it's the best MLB The Show in a long time, specifically for the uh, uh, RPG elements, where you can now be a two-way player, you can pitch, and also be an offensive uh, guy, which is great, because I used to play uh, uh, I used to play a my player where there was just a pitcher, and then I would start over and just do a hitter. And I could do both, and it, it works really well. And it's more MLB the Show. That that's a franchise that's proven that knows exactly what they're doing. They're not quite falling into the Madden trap, but they're they're, they're encroaching closely because there's less and less innovation in the gameplay year by year by year. But they make up for it by having really dope uh, additions to like story modes and stuff like that. So and this year they had to create a park and, and that was really cool. Uh, and, and it looks great, but it's not going to hang here. So we can definitely take it out. But I'm glad it made the top 20 for us. 
Yeah, it is a it is a tremendously good sports game. Um, I, I think that I would have liked to have seen them iterate a little bit more, uh, particularly um, in Road to the Show. Um, I think that they could have did a lot more to kind of uh, liven that up a little bit. They've kind of rested on their laurels in, in some ways with like uh, the, the, the general structure doesn't feel too different year over year. Um, and there's some stuff that you don't have to you don't have to change for the sake of changing necessarily, but I think it needs a little bit of a refresh in some respects too. So you have a, you have a few games on here that you've put on here. Um, is there any game on here that you would sacrifice for unpacking? Because I mean, mm. there, there, there's a lot of games that might be borderline. Uh, I would, uh, well, that's the thing. Cause I mean, I, I would rather lose, chivalry 2 for a game like this because i'll remember more about kind of how unpacking made me feel and reflect about my own life and you know all the phases i've lived and i mean obviously chivalry 2 is going for something completely different yeah it's another apples to oranges conversation right but i think if i'm if i'm fast forwarding a few years and i'm thinking back on this year i'll probably think um more fondly about unpacking actually okay but let me ask you this this question that far cry 6 I like that game. I like it. <laughs> I like that game too. I don't know if I want to cut that one. Come say, like is Far Cry Six going to make our top? Th- I love that game. I think it's great. I think but it, I mean, I think it has a shot. I think it has a shot. Yeah, I think uh, Chivalry Two and Far Cry Six are similar to me in that um, they could make our top ten, but you know, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But it's yeah. up to you. I <clears throat> I don't want to lose sorry. Far Cry Six. I like Six unpacking. Yet. All right. Um, well then, let, what 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 can we find here? Um, I'll tell you what. Let me let me go ahead and make a cut. Um, let me cut near replicant. I really love near replicant, but in a lot of ways, I it would be wrong of me to keep this game on the list. And after we cut Mass Effect, I know that near replicant is the first time I've played the original near. Um, but it is very much a remaster sort of remake hybrid that pretty much is the same stuff, just with a little bit extra content. Um, and the main character is not, uh, the father of the sick child. It's actually the brother, uh, like much like it was in Japan, but it's, it's, it's not really doing a ton new. Um, but it, it, it will be in my personal top 10, but I, uh, to represent, the cool downtime podcast list with having this in there. I just don't think that that's, that's the best move. Um, so I would rather keep that for my own personal list than, than, than have it here. I mean, again, that's up to you. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't even begin to, uh, debate you on that. Cause I haven't really played a lot of it. Um, well, and, and the other reason why I would, I would cut it, you know, as a game is because I think in, in its, in its interest in being a remaster, I think that there were a lot of missed opportunities with quality of life stuff. A lot of the quests in that game are very archaic, uh, products of their time. Um, some of the prerequisites that you have to do in order to unlock like the new, the the new story campaign, because there's like five different stories you play through, like five whole separate things. Some of the prerequisites are are 
ludicrous and they should have been adjusted uh, to be a little bit easier gotcha, to gotcha. actually see the true endings of that game. Um, like one of them is you have to collect every sword that is available in the game and some of them are not easy to find and collect. There's like 30 something of them in the game um, and you would have to grind and do all kinds of really, really dry side quests in order to do it um, and to pull it off. So I, I never officially got to the final ending. I just stopped at a certain point because I'm like, you know, this isn't really... The reward isn't worth all the, the effort this would take, and that would make me think less of this game if I were to grind like this. But because that's still a, a, a factor, I don't feel right. You know, I don't feel right keeping it here. Yeah, um, I understood. You know, just because of that, it was it was tolerable for me because of how much I loved it. But there were other games on this list that don't have that kind of problem. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I understand. So that. I'll get rid of that with love. Um, but yeah, like I said, it'll be on my top ten for sure. So what right. we got numbers wise here? Um, I think we're at eighteen games. Let me go ahead and sh- switch oh my over gosh. here. Yeah, we got we got to we're gonna have to get a little aggressive here. Um, All right, so let me let me go ahead and and uh and let's talk about it takes two. A game that is is when we look at our awards, it has I think it won our favorite moment of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, I think it's a game chock full of moments. It's 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 a game that we had a really good time playing together. It's a game that you reminded me we didn't finish, uh, and it's a little long in the tooth. And I think for every for every dope, you know, level and level design and character design and character kind of like you know uh, the 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 duality of the game itself and how you played that and gameplay uh, in that way is all dope. There were a lot of times where it, it was a little dry. And, and some spells. You know, there were little things that didn't work as well. Either that um, or it was too gimmicky at times for me. Yeah. It's like, all right, we got to calm down at some point. Let's, let's, yeah, check. yeah. <laughs> we're doing a lot. Yeah, that's true. But, but um, I, we did, we did enjoy our time with it. I, I thought it was a really, it was a really fresh take on, on, on co op. Uh, and I think from its, uh, from its fighting, like the, like the Mortal Kombat Street Fighter type fighting on top of the thing, from it, it basically becoming a, a Diablo, like, um, and then just everything you do with physics in that game and the, the boss fights, all that stuff is really, really fucking great. But ultimately, I don't know if it's going to make our top 10 because of the fact that it, it, it kind of died out on us. And yeah. it was a game that we enjoyed a lot up front and not so much in the middle and then completely abandoned the end. You know, it's got a lot of things that, that make it unique as a, as a, as a co-op game, but it's also what holds it back in a sense too, right? Because you can't just go in and play that game at your own leisure. You got, you know, you got to coordinate, you got to find somebody you want to play with. I mean, before it was on game pass and everybody can access it, right? You had to, you know, Hey man, do you want to try this game out? All right. Can you download it? And, and okay, here's how the buddy system works. And it, you know, I don't think there's a, a really elegant solution to that kind of thing just yet. And I also think that from a story standpoint, um, you know, I know that's not what this game hangs its hat on, but I think it's Let's very problematic. It's very, it's a very problematic story to me. I think you know you're, you're trying to sell this as a family game, right? A collaborative game, a feel-good game, but you got it about divorce, yeah. and you got you know two parents that are like literally like doing what they can to make their daughter cry at one point. There's like yeah, weird yeah. like voodoo kind of like angle with like the whole premise of the game. To it's the book of love, as we said uh, in part one. Like I think a lot of that narratively is very sloppily told. Um, and it just feels very cliche. It's not the best you know, parts of the game. 
Yeah. Right. You know, you've got the you got the the bitter wife who's saying little cutting, you know, little jabs at, at the husband who's like the goofy uh stay you know, home, wonky husband, loser stay dad. Home dad. Yeah. And and it just it it got really grating after a while. Like the, the the most fun I had with that game is the game. It wasn't like hearing them, you know, yeah. spat at each other and well this is why no, we got know. divorced. Hmm. Armful, you know, like yeah. it, it, it it's that now, stuff I I could have did without. So. No, I will say I I will say that I, I do commend them for sticking to their vision and, you know, fuck it. This is a co-op game. Unapologetically, right, yeah, right. Uh, it's a co-op game and you have to play with somebody. So I do like that about it. But, uh, you know, th- there has to be said that th- the-, the solution to that in terms of, like, I don't know who to play with. If you didn't have anybody to play with, you're going to miss out on one of a-, a good game this year. But ultimately, the writing is not great. The story structure is not great. It's just a little mean spirited at times, and 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 I think that's because how bad the writing is. Uh, but ultimately, for me, uh, a video game is a video game, uh, and sure, if you enjoy the gameplay, that's like ninety percent of the battle. But there's a lot of games on this list that do all those things better. You know, gameplay, story, writing. So I I think that while it's still amongst our top games of the year, it's up up there. Uh, I don't think for me it'll make my personal top ten, and I don't think it it'll make our top ten either. No, yeah, it's same for me. It's not on my top ten. I, actually, I don't even have it as an honorable mention. I'm not like trying to say the game is bad. It just it it there was more working against it for me personally than there was for. Yeah, it was um, a lot of good moments though. A lot of fun yeah, moments. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, so let me let me get slightly spicy here. Let me get let me get a little bit spicy. Um. Maybe not. Maybe this isn't spicy, but I think Life is Strange: True Colors. I, I I have an active issue with a lot of that game, a lot of that game's narrative. I think it, a lot of it is cool. Like we said in part one, the LARPing, uh, you know, chapter was was really well done. Uh, the way that, that they morphed the the town to really cater to that, I thought was really cool stuff. And there are some really neat, neat touching moments, but I think there's a lot of cheese in this as well. Um, a lot of hipster melodrama in this as well. Uh, the ending, to me, I think kind of dropped the ball in some respects too. Um, it doesn't undermine what the game does really well throughout the rest of the game, but I just, I think that they, they, they kind of went a little, they bit off a little bit more than they can chew. And it just turned out to be sort of a, I kind of story, in my opinion, when all was said and done. Um, I don't hate the game. I just, again, I think when we're looking at this list, I just don't know how it's going to, how it's going to hold up getting down to 10 when we're still at 17 games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the other games on the list, and I think I like I think I like just about every game more, even games that are uh, games that you've put on, like Metroid Dread and, and yeah. Ease Nine. I think I like those games more in terms of of just overall video game. Uh, mm-hmm. Ease Nine, I played very uh, small uh, part of it, but I thought so far of what I played, the story was really funny. I mean, fun and, and kind of like it was it was. It wasn't yeah. exactly like the serious anime type of thing, but it was a pretty entertaining story. And Metroid Dread is, you know, that that's that's Metroid Dread. It was I played what I played, but it, mm-hmm. you know, respected. But I think I think you're right. I think I think my only I think my own, uh, and I'll and I'll bring it up again. I think maybe I like it more. I think I like Life is Strange True Colors more than Far Cry Six. Mm. 
And um, I think I like it more than I know I like it more than Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. But that's oh, that's oh, that's a conversation. You... That's that's a conversation <laughs> we'll have later. <laughs> yeah, why don't you have a coughing fit for a few minutes? You don't got to talk. We'll just I'll, I'll handle the rest of this. Um, no, but I think I think True Colors can can definitely go for uh, yeah. as long as you're comfortable with it. You mentioned yeah. East Nine Monstrum Knox. I, I think I'll go ahead and, and and put that one out on the chopping block now. Um, in my personal opinion. Even though it doesn't look as good and it's not as stylish as Tales of Arise, I think it is the superior JRPG of the two, in my opinion. Um, but what I will say is I think much like um, you know a lot of games of this ilk that just kind of get lost in the shuffle, a lot of times it's because it doesn't necessarily have the budget or the, pres- the cinematic flair to really catch a lot of people's attention. But I think this game is is uh, is pretty incredible. It's on my personal top ten. I thought yeah, it was I actually gonna. I thought it was gonna bump down, but it didn't. It actually stayed. I don't. But. I don't think it should come off the list at all. I don't know, man. Let I, me tell you I, what. I, l- right. Let me let me tell you what. I <laughs> I love Tales of Arise. I think it's great. The ending, the ending of that game is fucking. It's I hate it. I hate, I hate, I hate, I'm at the, uh, again, I haven't finished it, a theme here, but I am literally, and I looked it up as to where I am, I'm literally in the final stretches, and I've been there for like a week. I just, I hate it. I I hate, I hate, basic uh, spoilers here, uh, just to kind of get this out. out, uh, They basically take your powers away for a little bit. Uh, because something happens, you know how you're the iron, you're the iron mask guy. Is it like the feeling pain stuff? Yeah, he feels pain again, so okay. he can't, uh, he can't wield the sword, he can't touch Sion. Oh, uh, boy. and so there's like, <laughs> you know, so there's like this, this. Oh, man. He's the weaker. Cheese must have been. He's weaker because of the fact that uh, he can't. He can't uh, do a lot of the special moves because a lot of special moves require that fire sword, sword which yeah. he can't wield anymore because he'll burn up. Uh, and so he's weaker. And they make a point to tell you that when you're fighting these things alone, they your friends meet you up and they're like, what happened? You used to take care of those things all by yourself. And now I'm, I'm like, oh, my. I, it, look, the writing of that game is not great, but it is still within acceptance level for me with a J uh, a JRPG right but it's getting to a point where they're throwing every anime trope at you at 100 miles per hour consistently <laughs> non-stop and it's just it is grinding on me and it's getting really? it's annoying me so much that I'm, I, it's opening me up to other annoyances of every time any other character says the move they're making they're all saying it together at the same oh. time and I'm at full oh capacity I got like God. 8 I got like 8 I got a crew, and they're all like, blah, 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 blah. they're all saying all this, and it's just, I, I guess it's the grading of this of the game that's already kind of weighing on me, and I, I've never heard you talk about Ease 9 in a negative way that way, and I like a lot of Tales of Arise, but ultimately I think, um, and this is not a rule, we don't have to have just one JRPG on our list, I just no, don't no. think this is a particularly great year for JRPGs, and so to have more than one or two on our list I think would be I think we would be being true to ourselves and we would be taking games out of contention that probably should be there. So I would say leave leave Ease 9, take Tales of Arise off. Woo-hoo. That's my, that would be <laughs> Yo, my. I'm, I'm surprised. You know why? Well, you know, I, because I know you were really high on that game for a time. And I, I, am, I, and, and I, I didn't know about all that. I didn't know about all that though. I didn't know, you know, it, that, that 
there, there's, and I think I said it when we were talking about it earlier in the year, there's a level of tolerability, or I think I said bearability or whatever the word was, that you can have with games like this. And, and some games will really push you to the limit. Some will keep you at a nice balance with just enough tropey stuff, but just enough breathable space and I, I I think to your point and this is why you know tails graded on me a lot quicker than it did for you is it, it just doesn't let up even it like like you said even with the combat just uh, just uh, an entire group of people yelling out a bunch of Saturday morning cartoon sounding move names <laughs> and, and and it adds no value to the combat whatsoever I think they you know what they mentioned early in the game they're like when you when you yell the move you're making it yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it motivates you yeah, yeah yeah or something like that and There's I'm a like reason nah. behind it but it, that doesn't make it good and here's yeah. the thing it literally East Nine does the same exact thing but they give you a volume meter to turn that off which you can't do in tails which you can't it's as simple as an option just to eliminate an entire great because you got to remember guys there's a lot of battling you're doing in this game. You know, and then you hear the same repeated lines over and over again, especially after the battles are over. Didn't make a sweat. (sighs) Oh yeah, fam. My 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 issue is 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 frustration because right before they take uh they take his powers away, uh, it's a dopest scene. Like the the late in the game, but the true villain of the uh, uh the the final. Um, the final lord is presented, and he's a fucking badass. <laughs> like the animation, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, it was like amazing. And then they followed up with melodrama, and him go. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's so, it's like, excuse me, oh, sir. It's just oh, so. No. It's just. It's great. It's and maybe it's because I'm not feeling well and maybe that's adding to it but oh my god every time I think about playing that game I'm like dude you got where I got like but really early like for me the thing is is that I'm right there and I looked it up and I'm like let me look at the ending because I'm not playing this anymore and I'm like I'm literally maybe at most an hour away from finishing the game an hour and that's that's if I stop and do the, the combat, right? Which I'll do to, to grind. But if I don't do any of that, it could be 20 minutes if I if I run straight. So I might finish it, but I, I... If it makes my top 10, it'll be low. It'll be very low on my list. Okay. So with that said... Yeah, let's get it out then. I, yeah, let's get it out. And I really... I honestly... I'll say this right now. I really want to see these nine in our top 10. I, I want to see if we can make that happen. I think... Um, All right. I, I, well, I, I played a little bit of it. And I I, I, I I get I get where you're coming from, and you know it, it's it, when you're yeah, looking for a JRPG, and 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 that one hits specifically, you know it, it's right. Yeah, and let me let me give a little bit of context for it for those of you that don't know a lot about the East uh, series. It, it's this this game in particular was really interesting, and I've explained it in in, in previous episodes. But basically, you are an adventurer named Adol Kristen. Uh, he is uh, known to to take on all kinds of amazing adventures. He's he's that person, so he's always the protagonist. But every story that happens in uh, the East Nine series is a self contained story. They'll have little references to things you might have done in a past game, um, but it's always self contained. Uh, it's you and your sidekick coming into a new town or a new island or new anything to see what's going on there and then you end up getting swept into this uh, incredible adventure. And this game in particular, um, 
you know, you, you come into this new town and um, they throw you in prison because they've heard about your past adventures and they, they think, oh, you know, you're a little too dangerous for us. Um, but while you're in prison, you uh, you bump into uh, this this uh, mysterious woman who shoots you with this uh, this this dart looking contraption that turns you into what what's called a monstrum, which is essentially like this X-Men type of character. Uh, your, 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 your visual appearance changes. You develop a, a a special superpower being able to glide or like dart or warp to, uh, you know, locations on the map, uh, for like combat reasons and just in the open space, like when you're ro- roaming through the town. Um, and you learn that you're essentially, um, you're, you're essentially out there to try to figure out how to stop this monstrum curse because there's other people in the town that have the same problem that you have as well. Um, what the main conflict is with this weird town and, uh, you're meeting these, these, uh, these fellow monstrums of yours along the way, uh, in a really interesting story that has a lot of very unique, uh, you know, twists and turns. Um, but it just, it doesn't have that, that, that coat of paint that I think a lot of games, um, uh, you know, have at, at you know, for, uh, like the high production value type of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, I think but other I mean, than you know, that, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing game though. And sometimes that's okay. It, even though it's not, if it's not a high production value, but the, the core gameplay is pretty good. I, I think that, I think it works pretty well. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and keep it on the list. What do you got? Let's see. What's next here? Ah, <sighs> I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking. Um, all right. So, I got one. I got one. Oh, well, yeah, we're down to 15 games, so that's actually a good time to to refresh here. Yeah. Uh, We got Call of Duty Vanguard, Chivalry 2, Disco Elysium The Final Cut, Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Hitman 3, Lost Judgment, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Unpacking and of course East Nine Monstrum Knox. Um, I got one. I got one. I got one. Call of Duty Vanguard. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know because that's a weird one. Because it a, is it's a right. Game. It, it it is because I think we would have really been playing a lot of that now if it wasn't for another game. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I think it's a weird thing because that, and also the fact that it's probably a game that we're going to be playing a little bit next year. If we're Possibly. being totally honest. Yeah. Um, I like the story. I, uh, but like a call of duty game does, it just doesn't ever kind of completely makes me enthralled into its story enough for, for, to motivate me enough to finish it. Uh, and, with that said, and in the multiplayer, which I I do love, I I, I don't know I, I I don't I think it does, it does a lot of what another game on here does, but not as good. Well, here's the thing, it, you know I don't I don't um, I don't disagree about the fact that we'll be playing this more in the future, but I think we the here and now of of the matter is we we didn't play a lot of it, right? So we, I don't know if we can make a future-proof decision like that, for the sake of this list. So I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think this game is very good, um, and and better than a lot of people give it credit for, for sure. But 
Yeah, I think it would go. I think it might be cuttable. Yeah. You cool with that? Yeah, I think it's cuttable. Okay. All right, so that takes us down to 14 games. Okay, uh, talk to me about Hitman 3. Um, no, I think that's probably a cut as well. Uh, it's one of those games that kind of fell off my radar after finishing it, and I think it did for you too, right? Like you were, yes. you were kind of, it was out of sight, out of mind after a while. Now, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What do you got? Now, again, it's a game of moments because, you know, uh, that, uh, the mansion level, uh, was outstanding. Um, and I really liked a lot of the, uh, that wine, uh, cellar or the wine, the countryside, the, yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, that, I that like that one. mission a lot because it kind of had like a lot of James Bond s to it, like the way you finished you dancing, and you know it it it, it has really cool moments that I really like, and I and I do like the way the game is bookended by very narrative driven beginning and a very narrative driven ending uh, in terms of it doesn't it's not that wide open, it's just you you know it's you escaping, uh, and, and it's I do like that uh, that 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 at the very least they tried what they kind of only alluded to with one and two in terms of telling a story through interstitched cutscenes between every level. They actually implemented more into the game itself, which I really thought was really cool. Uh, uh, and I, 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 I really enjoyed the game, but it is one of those games that I kind of forgot when we talked about last week, uh, last week, uh, of the last week or the week before that you're playing it again. Mm. Oh yeah. 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 It was yeah. the last, it was and the so, week before. Yeah. Uh, I, I started thinking about the game again. Uh, but, I, I don't know. It, it, it might make my top. It might make my list in the bottom. might not. It's one of those up in the air games. I don't know how you feel because I know you had a kind of a, a turnaround on it. Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, you know, I I, I think it, first of all, I think it's ironic that I'm the one defending the Hitman series after how I felt about it for so long. But um, no, I, I don't think it's a top 10 game. I think if I'm if I'm strictly trying to take myself out of the equation right and I'm looking at what this game did in comparison to Hitman 1 and 2. I think it kind of bungled the last mission, which was the one on the train. It, it took everything that makes Hitman Hitman, and it kind of distilled it down too far into something that was literally as linear as possible, <laughs> like a train. Yeah, um, and I kind of like that, though. I, I thought I it was a nice change myself, but I think it, it was definitely a weird note to end this trilogy on, though, nevertheless. I, I wouldn't have expected that um, out of the very last mission they make for this trilogy before it's gone for however long it's going to be gone. It was a weird note to end on. But um, I think what I like about it is I think it was a more memorable game for me in terms of locations. I remember uh, a lot of that game more than I remember Hitman 2, definitely, and, and most of Hitman 1. I just think... Um, yeah, Hitman 1, the only thing that stands out is the... Uh the, the first fashion one. Show. Yeah, the fashion yeah. show, yeah. That's it, yeah. And I don't remember anything from Hitman 2, maybe other than the, the original, the first mission in that game, which I think is going to somebody's like house um, yeah, uh, yeah, for something really small. But anyways, I, I, I think it's a cut. I, I think Hitman 3 was probably, uh, it was one of those games, like much like I said about Shin Megami Tensei, it, it can't help but be what it is. It's just built in a certain way where it could not be anything else other than what it is because of how the replayability works, 
um, what they kind of want you to do with like, you know, uh, um, a, like the, the targets that, that change on a, you know, a, a infrequent basis. It's just, it had to be the same formula. It just had to be a, a, you know, where they had room to flourish was in making the levels bigger and more expansive compared to the other games. So I think they did a good job with that, but um, it was just too much of the same, I think, overall. How do you, how do you feel about uh, this kind of a side note about them making a 007 game? Because I doubt it'll be the same kind of structured game, but because a, a lot of those game, a lot of those levels almost felt like auditions. Like that wine level, that winery level felt like a 007 it could be thing. cool. I think what I have to, what I'd have to see from them is like how do you make a game that is more fluid and um, has more bombast to it? Because Hitman is not a bombastic game. It is very much sneak in, do your thing, and kind of slip out the back door. Well, the, the, yeah, how the do bombast is. How do you bondify that? You know what I mean? Yeah, the bombast isn't like in its core. It's actually player created. Like you can do it, but it had yeah. to be like by you and it's very like meticulous in the way you have to set everything up it's not like you said it's not a action kind of oriented game at all right. it's very methodical and that's yeah. not what James Bond is it's actually no. quite the opposite no yeah um, but yeah we'll go ahead and give that a cut alright so um oh boy um okay I think I think ultimately here, and I already asked you this question. I think there's, I think there's three cuts that we that need to be made. Where are we at right now? Um, I think thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So three more to cut. Um. All right. Let I, me. I think I, I know got what a they spice. Are. I got a spice. I got a little spice to throw at you, but maybe this is one that you're already thinking about. Um, but I know you like this game a lot, so I, you might give me the look. But I gotta, I'm going to throw Disco Elysium, the final cut, into this. We ain't talked about it. Um, and look, Disco is is outstanding. It's a fun, it, it's a really engaging and, and unique, one-of-a-kind kind of experience. Um, but I, you know, I've had a kind of hot-cold relationship with that game uh, throughout the year. Um, I think as a game, it can be very finicky when it comes to like basic controls and navigation. It feels like a PC game that got kind of smushed into a console um, and, and not really, you know, treated with as much love and optimization as it as it could have used. Um, narratively, I think it gets dry in some areas, um, but it is a very good game. I just don't know if it hits me the same way that it probably hit you. No, yeah, that's. This- no way. Ain't no cut here. Uh, here's what? why. But, <laughs> Yo, why'd you have to be like that? Yo. Here's why, though. Because, <laughs> but I'll tell you why. I, but I, I'll tell you why. And, uh, and it isn't because I, I would be against cutting it if 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 there were other games on here. But I, I personally don't think unpacking Chivalry 2, Far Cry 6, uh, uh, Ratchet & Clank uh, are better than Disco Elysium. Like, not even close. Mm. For me, I'm with you on a portion of that. Like I, that, you know, I, yeah. I I threw chivalry out there earlier. I threw unpacking out there. Yeah, no, yeah, I no, can for sure. I can definitely let those go first. Um, those came to mind first but, for me. But I'm just saying. But uh, my thing with disco is is I I really it, it I really enjoyed that game for the sum of all its parts. Like I you know I, I one of the things that gets buried here with the game itself is the actual. Uh, Solving of the murder, like the the, the going about and, and, and getting that murder, that's a really interesting plot point, um, and and it's a really interesting story because it, it delves into more than just 
you know, a drunken group of people hanging somebody. There's there's a lot to it. There's a lot of layers to it. And, and you can choose to completely solve it or com- or ignore it uh, to a large degree. So there, it, it just, that kind of piece, the way the game starts, and then obviously having deep and very interesting characters. Uh, and, and then, again, being the freedom to be who you want, but not just like, a, 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 a specific kind of person where in a game that says you could be who you want, like you, you, Arthur Morgan, you can have your Arthur Morgan be whoever he wants, but he's still Arthur Morgan. And it, the story is still very specific to uh, Arthur Morgan. When you come to this game itself, you can be whoever you want in politically, personally, just in, in, in just an, an aspects of way. It's not a layer of Arthur Morgan is good or he's bad. It's it's more than that. It's he's he's political. He's not political. He's an architect, not architect. He's he's a curmudgeon, not a curmudgeon. Like all these things, he's an alcoholic, a drug addict. All these things you can implement into your one character, and you can really shape him to make your Harry the way you want him to be, but not on just a one level. It's on many di- different levels. And then you know you got your supporting cast, which are iconic in many ways. Kuno, the fucking crazy ass fucking kid. You got uh, uh Kim Katsuragi, who's a-, a great kind of straight man to your buffoon of a Harry. That's how you kind of uh you know go about it. But I really, I really like the game and how nothing is really predictable in any way, shape, or form in terms of how that story flows, what you're really discovering about yourself and the murder. I, I, I think for me, story wise, it's one of the best narrative games uh, of the year. Uh, it is a, a re-release, and and you and you are correct in that it does feel like a, 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 it at, at first anyway, like a really bad port of a game. Over it, it has gotten better since then, but I do think it. I think it it makes our top ten at the very least, um, well, specifically le- when you look at other games on the list. Let me throw one devil's advocate kind of angle at you. When we think about you know just looking at. Games like Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Near Replicant, these are games that have existed before this version of the game, whether it's a definitive version or a remastered version. Um, what what do you think sets this game apart from those two games, which were cut, at least in part because of the fact that they were not necessarily... Uh, they might have been new experiences for us in some respects, like Nier in particular, but they weren't, you know, th- this isn't the original release. This is a, a certain definitive version of a game. W- what would you say well, to the, that argument? Two uh, two things. One, this is uh, the, the edition or the version that they always wanted to make. It's fully voiced, which it wasn't to begin with. And that adds so much nuance to the game itself, specifically when your consciousness is talking to you like that not being voiced that I don't even know how that game works uh, I I don't you know it's that is that, that is true that's hard to think about yeah second the fact that I'm actually able to play it uh it it was it's never been available on consoles in any way in any shape or form and so not only have I not played it in its original uh iteration I couldn't play it in its original iteration and with Mass Effect and um and uh near those games uh, have been on consoles before in one way or the other, one form, one version of those games. And so Disco Elysium being the fact that you literally could not play it unless you had a high-end PC, you know, I think would qualify any game going forward uh, for us, just to the fact that we're primarily console gamers. Uh, you know, so it, like, for example, if, I don't know how you feel about this, but if uh, Inscription came out next year on a, a console platform, I think it would qualify for a game of the year because 
there's no way for me to play it. You know what I mean? Okay. So, All but right. that's kind of my argument. Well, too, I mean, if this is the the get you know, if you're planting your flag on this one, then 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 let's 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 give it at, that respect. at the very least for it to make their top ten for sure. Okay. Well, if that's going to be the case, then we got to go a little aggro with some of the games that were kind of teetering, right? So I think that means Chivalry 2. To me, that means Chivalry 2. That means probably Unpacking um, would be the two that I would I would offer up as a as a cut to get okay. it down to 10. Are you cool with that? Yeah, we could cut those two. Okay, so that would mean that we're down to 11. I just don't see, I don't see anywhere else where I can... I just see anywhere else where I can... Uh, where I can slot Chivalry 2 in. Um, okay, this is going to be tough. I think it's Far Cry 6. But I'm not... See, I, I'm, I'm really I shocked. I love that game. I'm really shocked that you... Like, what... what has has its stock dropped for you in some capacity since no, you beat it? not really. I just... I I think always when we talked about this game, we, we always kind of talked about, like, it might not even make our top 10, but it's fun to play. It was kind of our conversations that we, we've had. Um... And I, I, nothing is dropped for me in that way at all, but I just, I just don't see, I don't know. I, I guess I'm making, I, I guess I'm leaving a lot of room here because I really want, uh, Ease 9 on the list because I think, uh, your passion for it and, and the way you've been kind of talking about that game, uh, for a long time, I think it deserves to be on here. Um, very similar to me with Psychonauts 2 in that way. Like I, I, that's, I love that game. So I, I, I guess my question to you would be, and two games try to do two different things. How how do you feel when it comes to Ease 9 versus Far Cry 6? And and, and take me out of the equation completely because I, 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 in this case, I would say Ease 9 should make our top 10. Uh, but, but I mean, listen, I, I, I am down to cut anything else. We can have the conversation about any other game. That's just... All right, so let me. Here's here's kind of where I'm at, right? I think that between Far Cry Six and East Nine, I think that Far Cry Six is the better overall game than East Nine. I just I I have more of a love for East Nine um, for reasons that are not necessarily pertaining to its quality, and the here's here's the answer to your question i would i would sooner cut east nine because i think that in a lot of ways even though it does a lot of things right there are a lot of aspects of that game that are um fairly dated uh, from a technical standpoint especially with the graphics and performance the pop-in is pretty bad um i think that there's not a lot of voice acting in that game which uh it, it's it which isn't a deal breaker but it it it's peppered in in weird moments uh, and then it goes away again. Um, like so, you'll have a t- like a text-only conversation with what will be a, a main character. Then you'll get like the introduction of that person saying, "Hey, my name is blah blah blah," and that'll be voiced. And then it'll go back to being text again. Yeah. Only. And it's just weird and jarring. They they saved a lot of the voice acting for the end of the game to kind of give those last moments some more impact. But throughout the game, it just felt pretty weird. Um, and I, I, those problems just don't exist in Far Cry 6. And I really, really enjoyed Far Cry 6 more than I ever thought I could. It was one of my personal surprises because I was really cold on Far Cry. I had no intention of buying the game until I just decided to do it because I have no spine. And uh, I, got, <laughs> I got a lot more of a game out of that than I thought I'd get. And I, I really liked it. I think Far Cry 6 got a little long in the tooth. Um, it was tough to finish that one out after a while because it was just like, uh, I'm, 
I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I want to be done. Yeah. That's um, how I felt. I, but, I thought... But it didn't... But it wasn't because I stopped... I, I had problems with the game, is what I'm saying. I was just kind of ready for it to be over. But I liked the game that it, it gave me. Yeah, because I, I don't think Far Cry 6 is going to make my top 10. Uh, really? My personal top 10. I think it's, I think it's actually kind of bad 10 for me probably nine or 10 yeah I, it's just look, it just i i it's just a game for me that i i, I enjoyed I, I i i would even venture as to say that i loved it for what it is uh but i think uh i had whether it be i felt more fulfilled or whether i had more fun or whether i thought the game was mechanically better or whatever i, I just think i i i would rather uh if a game had to go on this list, for me, it would still be a Far Cry Six. Okay, but I'm gonna defer to you on on that because it would. I I I think I'm pretty stern on, on a couple of games here, at least wanting in the top ten, and I think that you are as well. And then everything else in between, we want it to be on there. You know, like it's 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 a it's a few games that I want. It's a few games that you want, and then the rest are games that we want together. So, uh, I I I would say that. Um, it doesn't have to be either or. If you want to, ha- is there is there something else that you want it? No, I mean Disco was the one that I was I was looking at as the last one, but that's one that you're really passionate about too. So, I think okay, I will say I'll I'll, I'll pull the trigger here. This is kind of I feel this is on me. I'll 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 drop Far Cry Six because I think my my just my sheer just adoration for East yeah. Nine, despite its its blemishes, I think makes up for. Um, and it's some of its, you know, it's, it, it's the good outweighs the bad for sure. I think it's an incredible JRPG and I think that, uh, it, it deserves more love than it's gotten almost anywhere. Um, that's this year. that, and it's our list and it's not necessarily based on a, what makes a game good type thing, right? It's a lot of passion on here. Uh, though I would say all our games on here, which we'll, we'll, we'll kind of say out in here in a few seconds. Are, are pretty much hit on every level for us in that, in that way. So, yeah. so what are the top ten games that we yeah. have to order now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're down to ten games in no particular order for now. Here they are. We have Disco Elysium: The Final Cut, Forza Horizon Five, Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Lost Judgment, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and East Nine Monstrum Knox. All right, man, it's time. Let's go ahead and uh, let's let's figure out how we're gonna rank these uh, these ten games. So, I, I think you know maybe let's start with kind of an easy one, right? Because I think I think East Nine kind of eked into the list, right? So I think maybe that would be um, potentially a, a good for a number ten type of thing. Um, Here's kind of how my brain's looking at the list, and, and this we can we can do this any other way, but I'm kind of looking at this at like five and five, like what what's kind of like a better bottom half game, what's yeah. a better top half game, and we can figure it out from there. Um, so let's go. Would I go one by one and go top or bottom? Yeah, let's Pat. let's let's uh well let's start with uh, Disco Elysium, my guy. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, we can do like that. So I think Disco, based on. Kind of like uh, my passion for it and the fact that you wanted to fucking cut it. I think <laughs> hey, I it's think got we, the cut go. in the name, man. It's asking to get cut, dog. <laughs> like let it happen. It's the final cut. No. Yeah. All right, I, I think we can do um, that at bottom. Okay, let's keep that at the bottom, and we'll 
And uh, for you listeners, we will, you know, do our best to kind of refresh where we're tentatively at with the list as we're going along. This is where it gets a little um, Google docky, and 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 so we'll we'll try to keep you in the in, abreast. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love breast. Hey, uh, Forza Horizon Five. So we haven't talked about that game at all. We have not. And, but you know what? Uh, I um, I am shocked by how much I I got sucked into this game. I know I played it a lot more than than you did. And uh, to me, this this turned out to be one of those games that I just really really enjoyed coming back to. Um, I, I I would jump on to do like I'd say okay I'm going to do one or two races and I'll go play something else and I'd be on there for like three hours. Um, I just think that this this game was like the the perfect Forza Horizon for for me in terms of. What are you doing from the start of the game till you're in the trenches of that game to keep me interested and not make me feel like I am out of my element playing a racing game when I'm not a racing game person? And this game figured out a way to do that for me. Um, I honestly think this is, for me, this is kind of like a middle-of-the-pack sort of game in my opinion. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, uh, you know, I, 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 this, this, this shot up my personal list uh, way higher than I thought it would. Um, but um, thinking about us, I, I want to know where we both kind of stand on this one. I have a complicated kind of relationship with this game because okay. I, I think I wanted to feel all the things that you felt, but ultimately it, 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 it finished and ended up feeling a lot just, just like I felt about all the other Forza Horizon games, mm. which I like. They're really fun for a short while, and then I'm kind of done playing them. And I okay. thought uh, Forza Horizon 5 was going to be that game for me where it was going to finally, you know, get me in there 35, 40 hours, finish a story. I, I just I couldn't I, I just couldn't get through it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I'm not a car guy. You're not a car guy, I, I don't think. But I, no. I just think the gameplay and everything would have carried me through. It just it just felt just like the other games in a different location. And then, I, and I, I wish I felt like you felt. And, and I, I think it deserves to be in our top ten. Okay. For me, it's a bottom. Bottom uh, five. Uh, yeah, a bottom five. Okay. Yeah. So let's sit it at the bottom five. Okay. Yeah. I think we know Guardians of the Galaxy is probably uh, top, a top in, in the top five for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that can stay there. Uh, Halo Infinite, I also think, is a top five game. Top five. Um, for sure. Lost Judgment. I think it's a top five game. Top five. Top five. Okay. Metroid Dread. Um, that's more of a me game, right? Uh, obviously. So 100%. I, um, I'm actually going to say bottom five. Okay, personally. Um, I, <laughs> wait, a <second. laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I, I say good because um, I don't have... Well, I shouldn't say this out loud. I don't have... An, if you wanted to say top five, I have nothing to say against that. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, f- factoring in um, kind of some of the, the frustrations I had with some of that some of that game, um, just kind of, it, it's built in a way where it's, it's, it's hard to love in some respects. Um, I think some of the map design is, is a little, um, uh, a little off 
kilter uh, in some ways. I think that uh, the Emmys, uh, which are the things that chase you around, I think those were kind of not what I hoped they would be, uh, and and they turned out to be more of a of an annoyance uh, than they were fun. At least later on in the game, when I was kind of sick of them. Um, there's repeating boss fights, which I never like when they kind of rehash the same boss fight over and over again. It was like a mini boss fight, more more of a thing. But still, in all, I just don't like that kind of repetition. And I think a lot of that those the the game is is built for you to lose and learn, rather than you know, actually have a chance of getting it right in the first try, uh, which I think, you, you know, other, other tough games are better at that. And I think this was not one of them. So I think that was a, uh, a hard, a hardship for that game for sure. Now, again, I, it's a top 10 game for a reason. I think it, you know, out of those issues, it is a, an incredible comeback for Metroid Dread. It had no business being this good and competent. Um, I think it's potentially, even with its flaws, I think it makes a solid case for being the best uh, 2D Metroid, uh, you know, in comparison to Super Metroid. It's, it is really, really good. Um, it is a fantastic game, and I was so excited to play this. And, and atmosphere is great, the combat's great, the movement's great, uh, the power-ups are great. All that stuff is just really, really excellent. Um, but it's got a little bit of problems that I think make it worthy of the bottom five, is, is, okay. is kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking here. So I let's go ahead and skip let's skip Ratchet and Clank let's skip uh, Psychonauts two and let's talk Resident Evil six. But the reason why is because Resident Evil is top five for us, right? Maybe I don't know because I think it is. I think it's kind of teetering personally. I think it, I, because- I think we. Here's what I think. I think you are passionate about one particular game that we just skipped, and I'm really passionate about one game we That's just why I skipped, skipped it because I want to have that conversation here. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm wondering you think, I'm wondering how that's going to affect where Resident Evil ends up landing personally. Well that's what I was thinking because I, I, I thought in my head I'm like okay Resident Evil's top five and there's only one more spot for top five and it has to be between Psychonauts 2 mm-hmm. and and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Uh, are you saying that Resident Evil is probably bottom five and those other games are top five? I wouldn't hate that reality, personally. Um, but but I, I love Resident Evil. But I think you know, I think I think our passions for those games are pretty well documented. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think it would be a shame for two for for us to love two games so much and then just just for have a debate sake not have them in the top five. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I also think just off of the credentials of of Resident Evil Village, I think that. Um, the second half of that game does lose some of the magic that the yeah. first half of the game does with the uh, Lady D section and the 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 castle, not the castle, it's the house where the, the, the doll is and the baby fetus chase happens. Yeah. I think everything after that, I mean, while, while it's not bad stuff by any stretch, it just kind of, it just kind of felt like, man, the, the game peaked a little early. Um, in ways that I was hoping it wouldn't. So I think off of that feeling as a Resident Evil guy, I don't mind it being on the bottom five. Um, and we can kind of hash out sort of where where that might end up. But I think it's a bottom five game in my opinion. Uh, I, uh, yeah. So uh, well, yeah, we'll, cool we'll hash out where it belongs in the top five in terms of like the okay. number, but I think you're right. I think, uh, okay. yeah, I think village, it should be a uh, bottom five. Okay. So as far as, uh, just kind of refreshing for the listeners, um, 
so far our our first five, and this is not in official order yet. Uh, the 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 top half of this top ten list would be Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Lost Judgment, Psychonauts two, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And the bottom That's- half, what? It sounds like it's in order. <laughs> <laughs> and the bottom half is uh, RE Village, uh, Metroid Dread, Forza, uh, Disco Elysium, and East Nine. Monster let's, Knox. So, so should we organize the bottom first? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go ahead and knock that out. Um, I think we got... Uh, so here's the thing. Um, I think 10 being East Nine makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's in a good space there. Um, Forza and Disco. So I'm I'm trying to factor you into the equation here. Um, and and I have a like I have a liking of Disco. You have more of a love of Disco, and I think it's the opposite for Forza. So I I I my only my only thing is I wanted Disco to make the top ten. Um, okay, so you're not torn. So I'm about not gonna where... fight. I, I'm not gonna fight you. On like you know, it where it should be. I I, I think it's E's nine, and number nine is Disco. Okay, that's where I'm at so far. Okay, so let's kind of look at seven and eight. How are we? Forza and Metroid. Well, in this case, Metroid at seven, Forza at eight. Um, huh. I. Any thoughts on that? I, that's on you. I, 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 I like Forza Five better because I played more of it. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. I well, yeah. I mean, this still counts for something. I mean, I, I think Forza Horizon Five is, you know, despite a few blemishes and imperfections here and there, I think it's kind of the best they can, they can do. Do, um, and that says so, a lot. I mean, it is. So here's the thing, uh, you know, it, it is more of the same in in its overall structure, but I don't necessarily want to knock it for that because it it, it figured out a way to kind of perfect it as much as possible, and I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. does count for a lot. I personally would like to see it swap with Metroid, and so that it would be seven Forza, eight Metroid, nine Disco, ten East Nine. Uh, personally. Do you do you hate that or would that be okay with you? No, I like that. And Resident Evil at six? Yeah. I think Resident Evil can stay where it is at at six. So I think yeah, so then we kinda have the bottom half of this list sort of in a good space then. Um It's going it's going quick. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So now we got top five to think about. Um Alright. So we haven't talked about Psychonauts two and we haven't talked about Ratchet and Clank yet, and they're just they're just cosmically attached to each other. Just in all things, right? So, yeah. Um, I think it's go. It's time for us to kind of go ahead and hash out sort of how we're feeling about both of these games, and let, but, let's just let's just air it out. The good, the bad, the ugly. Let me do this. A little, I'll do it a little differently. Um, okay. I I don't like Ratchet and Clank as much as you do because I feel that when and we hate to do this, but we we already said it. They are pretty much attached. When compared to Psychonauts two. I think Psychonauts 2 does more does does things better, more better. It, it, like the gameplay stuff with with Ratchet and Clank in terms of like the uh, 
you know, just the way the game looks, visual fidelity, and the gameplay stuff, and, and, and the time travel, the, the dimensional rifts and all that stuff, all that stuff's really cool, but I feel that game is very empty everywhere else. Uh, I don't really particularly like the story. I don't particularly like uh, just the writing. Uh, I don't think it's doing anything that's outstanding in that way um, in the story aspects of it. Uh, but when you look at a game like Psychonauts 2, I will admit that visually, obviously, the game doesn't compare to, to Ratchet & Clank. Uh, also, gameplay-wise, as a platforming uh, game, the platforming isn't terrible, but it isn't Ratchet and Clank, and that's and and, and in that way, Ratchet and Clank stands apart. Uh, in 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 in, I mean, look, it's probably one of the best looking games on on the next generation of consoles. But when you look at the story and and, and levels, nothing in this game is wasted. Psychonauts two level tells a story. Uh, nothing is wasted. Incredible ideas executed almost always incredibly, and negative spaces aren't even wasted in this game. Uh, you you know you know how many games you ha you have these weird like dimensional uh, areas where you jump from one thing to the other, and it's just space. It's there's nothing there. It's just really just rudimentary level design. This is otherworldly, but everything in Psychonauts two is there for a reason. Uh, and then obviously you have character design. You have uh, the inspired voice talent that permeates throughout the entire game. Uh, and then also the audio design is absolutely incredible. Then you have the soundtrack. Soundtrack we talked about uh, last week. The soundtrack is nuts. Jazz, funk, folk, and general, and just a general ambiance. That shit fucking slaps throughout. Like you can just listen to the to the soundtrack and it's like it's a really dope as soundtrack and then the real star of the game here is the writing it, it's it's about mental illness trauma and finding your true self to then accept yourself and then just these little things that happen throughout the game that really just they really speak to what the game is trying to achieve in terms of uh the message is trying to relay uh it, there's just nothing about this game that feels forced there's nothing about the game that feels gimmicky there's nothing about the game that feels that it's that is trying to do something to uh to appease a certain kind of audience it's a, unapologetically a game with a vision that tries to tell it constantly and throughout its entire uh runtime with ratchet and clank i feel like and there's nothing to do with with nothing to do with with the development team or anything like that they just made another ratchet and clank game and for as good as those games are it's not inspired in, in, in that way it doesn't do things in, in a way where I, I, like there's nothing about that story which is not terrible but only about that story that i sit here and, and made me think about anything all it made me think is about rivet and clank, you know, and their relationship. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's nice. That that those are the kind of emotions that I got from the game itself. There's nothing about it that made me look inward. Nothing about it that made me look at that game and make made it feel like it was telling me something that's that kind of transcends uh, transcends games and, and video games and storytelling uh, in that capacity. So for me. When you line up all these things together, I think Psychonauts 2 is just a better game all around. Now, that's all preference-based, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, sure. not every game talks to everybody, mm -hmm. speaks to everybody. You know, not everybody gets the same thing out of everything. So that's for that's why for me, I think Psychonauts 2 is is the is the better game when compared to Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart. Okay, let me let me. There's lots to unpack here, so let me let me start with Psychonauts 2. Uh, some of this is just going to be personal preference, and some of this I think are just genuine problems that the game has in my opinion i i think it's great for all 
you know, all kinds of reasons. Personal preference, um, and I, I didn't really want to say this when we were kind of talking about best visuals and art style in the last episode, but the art style is a lot of times off-putting for me in like a weird kind of like grossed out sort of way with like people's disproportions and like one bug eye and one small one and a weird looking nose. And some of that just doesn't look beautiful to me, um, but that's a very, very me thing. So I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and count that against the game because I do think you're right. The level design is really imaginative and um, it is a, it does a really good job of, of visualizing a lot of mental stuff from the, the locations themselves all the way down to the enemies themselves. Right. Um, I think it's all really well, really well done uh, and really interesting. I think where the game sort of unraveled for me was when it came to its actual gameplay, because for as much as I loved you know, looking at those those uh, really imaginative worlds, platforming in those worlds was was kind of awful. Um, you don't really feel a sense of like sophistication or or modernization of the platforming in a way where you can even feel confident in where you're landing. Uh, and and that's a game that that that's throwing a lot of visual stimuli at you, and you're not even sure half the time like, can I even can I even land there? Because I, I don't see enough of like a shadow to tell me, like to indicate, am I, am I close? And so I, I had a lot of really frustrating instances where I'm just kind of falling off and, and falling to my death and having to restart. And those aren't, you know, deal breakers per se, but that it, it did make the platforming, in my opinion, feel very dated or at the very least, not too much of a cut above the original Psychonauts. Uh, which I went back and, and played to kind of feel some of the differences. It's definitely a little bit better. It's more responsive and, and stuff like that, but it still feels dated. And I think the combat is actually, to me, I think it is is pretty bad. Um, everything from kind of having to continuously map powers to the triggers, uh, depending on the need, to um, you know feeling like like the movement and the dodging just weren't. Um, helpful enough in certain cases um, when things kind of pick up. Uh, the boss fights to me, while again, very creative and imaginative and in theory to me became very frustrating. The game show one in particular to me, I think was really poorly built. Uh, and, and it just, it was just trying to, there, there's certain boss fights where you're trying to contend and fight them. And there's certain boss fights where it feels like you're running for your life most of the time. And I felt like that, that kind of fight and some of the other mini bossish battles in that game were me kind of running for my life. Uh, and I, I didn't really enjoy that a lot. So I think everything but the, the core gameplay, the pick up this, the controller and what you're doing with that game from a control standpoint with combat and traversal to me just didn't feel great. Um, so that's kind of where my, my biggest issues lie with that game. When it comes to Ratchet, right? I think there's, especially in this comparison, right? And, and, and I, I think this is important. Not every game is built to to be thought provoking, and and not every game is is trying to tap into to, to deeper topics like mental health or things like that. It's it, it's nice when that when that stuff is being done and being done well, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give more points to a game that does that than to a game that doesn't want to do that. You know, because let's say I mean. Who would want a, a Ratchet and Clank that that's dealing with mental health on some serious level? It, that's just not what this series has ever been. And I think to that same point, just 
I don't like the reductiveness of saying it's just another Ratchet and Clank because it's really not. And that's been the biggest myth about this game that I've heard in in a lot of gaming circles for the last for, for most well, of this year. It, but in what way is it not though? I'm going to answer that for you. So narratively, it does two things. It introduces a brand new protagonist that you're playing as for half the game that could have been and I talked about this in the in the you know in in the last episode could have been a massive blunder. You're you're not letting us play as Ratchet anymore. You're giving us a whole new character. You're you're putting us in an entire new dimension where you're taking pre-existing characters from Ratchet's universe and you're you're completely remixing them and making them totally different and totally new characters again. So you're t- you're taking what's old and making it new again in this new dimension that Rivet's from. Uh, in ways that made those characters, in some ways, to me personally, I preferred the Rivet's Dimensions characters more than I preferred Ratchet's characters. I think they were just so much more well done uh, overall. So it's it's introducing new characters and it's revitalizing pre-existing characters to keep things fresh, right? Gameplay standpoint, the, Ratchet and Clank always has the responsibility of making sure that it's giving you new weapons every single time. Uh, it it to be innovative with weaponry is part of Ratchet's DNA, and it, it, it continuously excels at that every iteration, and this one's no different. Now, we could argue, okay, I liked uh, such and such Ratchet and Clank's weapons more than I liked this one, but it, you can go either way there. It's all subjective, but the, the, the point is, is that these are new weapons that that keep the combat fresh because they're not really there's not a lot of weapons like that in previous games there's some that are similar but there's some that are different right you're in a whole new dimension every world that you're in every level that you're in is totally different there's ones that are more on the linear side there's ones that are more open map or semi-open world uh there's there's ones where you're just doing a lot of straight up combat there's ones where you're riding on, on a dragon for most of the map trying to you know landing getting off the dragon doing your thing over here, getting back on, going to a different location, and so on. So it does keep things interesting. There is the the, the dimensional rift gimmick. It, it, yes, it could have been done more. It, I think it was oversold by Sony to make you know the SSD sound like the coolest thing ever. But it is a unique uh, you know dynamic that makes this game more interesting uh, to navigate, uh, especially on the platforming side. So I just... I don't see where people are saying just another Ratchet and Clank. It's fine to say that, okay, it just didn't do it for me personally. Like, if that's the, if that's the case, that's the case. But there's nothing objectively that is, that is so samey that we, that we say it's just another Ratchet and Clank. I, I, I disagree in that I know your new characters, but, I mean, they, they play exactly the same. Uh, they, they're characterized almost about exactly the same uh they they have like there's nothing really that uh, that makes them different except that one is a girl one is a boy one is white one one is like yeah the 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 voice act all that but for when you look at it from the outside in it's the same they don't you interchangeable like you can they're literally not different in any way shape or form when you're playing as them in, in that in that way it just you, you, you're talking about new characters and what making old, making new again. But once you play as Ratchet or Rivet, it plays exactly the same. Same weapons, same everything. I mean, you upgrade one weapon and upgrades for her. It's there's it's it's across the board. It just feels the same. Now, I will I will say that uh, I don't I'm not saying more Ratchet is a bad thing. Because those games have been proven to be really... I mean, look, look at 2021 and that, and that franchise is still alive. I, I don't mean to sign as a reductive statement saying it's just more Ratchet. 
That's a good thing. Like, if Witcher 4 to come out to just more Witcher, that's a good thing. My thing is, is comparatively speaking to Psychonauts 2, that's why those, those arguments were made. But ultimately, I, I don't feel that the game itself uh, does anything special in, in, in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing special about the game. Now, it's a good game. It plays well. I, I mean, the story is fine. It's not terrible. But there's nothing really about the game itself that I can that I can sit here and be like, oh, that was a special moment in that game. And I, Again, not everything needs to have that special moment, but I, I don't know. I, I just felt like you said Sony oversold the SSD stuff and the and the and the uh, dimensional gimmick. It's not something you can do whenever you wanted the way you it seemed like you could. And there's uh, other things as well, like you know, like enemy variation isn't really good. Um, you know, little things like that. Like if you would nitpick, but I'm not saying this game is bad. We're talking about top five games of the year but ultimately for me I, I i take issue with a little uh some of the stuff you're saying about what's old is you again in that way because ultimately at the end of the day moment to moment gameplay to gameplay it feels about the same yeah but this is not a this is not a top 10 most unique games of of the year and i i don't think we no but i think but I, I think I, that's an important factor once you start talking about it, it you know it what differentiates be, though, a top five game because we, we can't we can't we can't penalize games for for innovating within themselves, right? Like Forza's on this list. We can. Is it more Forza? Yeah. Is Lost Judgment more Lost Judgment? Yeah. I, it, that that's that's a rabbit hole, you know. Like, and then it gets to the point where we're kind of picking and choosing based on. Well, I just I this formula didn't wasn't stale enough for me yet. You know, so therefore it it should be here. Like that that just sets a, a a strange precedent. A lot of these games are doing what what these games do, especially as sequels. Resident Evil Village is is got a lot of Seven's DNA in it. You know, so like wh- where where does the buck stop with that kind of point? You know, like but that's not a criticism. It, a game saying that's a lot like the, another game isn't a criticism, especially if that thing is still good. But if but we're putting Psychonauts is, ahead of Ratchet because it's being unique. In ways that you but believe again, Ratchet's you to, not. There's little nitpicks that you have to go through in order to, to find what's going to, like, if you look at the top five games we have, in any other list, in any other play, play, uh, person that plays games, those games could be one, two, like, anywhere on the list. It's for us. What do we differentiate? What can we use in order to make something uh, you know, stand out. When we look at, for example, when we look at Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, one of the reasons Guardians of the Galaxy up there is because it did stand out. It is unique in its approach and storytelling. You know, so Halo Infinite as well. Halo Infinite with, with the addition of the grapple shot. Uh, you know, these things are, are, there are different things on these top three games that we have here that are unique and different and make the game stand out. I, and this is just a, a personal thing, I think Psychonauts 2 stands out more than Ratchet and Clank on a on many levels, but that's not to say that Ratchet and Clank doesn't stand out at all, because you, you'd you be a fool to say that Ratchet and Clank doesn't look next generation, doesn't play next generation, it's a frame rate, and that's all part of a video game. So, you know, those arguments also can be made, but I, I, I don't think we should be adverse to saying this game is more unique than this one, so it should be higher on the list, because when we're looking at top five games, we have to find any little thing that's going to keep that game, put that game over uh, another sure, game. Sure, yeah, so, this is this is hair-splitting season right now. Like, I, I yeah, get that. Yeah. So, I mean, if if that's the case, then, you know, I, I'll, I'll circle back to the point that I made about Psychonauts 2. And, and this is even something that, you know, when, when we first played Psychonauts 2, yeah. we talked about it on the show earlier this year, you even mentioned it too. It does feel dated. The platforming does not feel very 
current and that combat does not feel as as modernized as as I as I was hoping for. And and those yeah. might there's a tolerability to everything, right? Everything and when it comes to games. To me, the game the everything I looked at, saw, heard, and experienced around that gameplay was great. But as soon as it was like, okay, off you go, go jump, go platform, go go beat up these baddies, that to me was where it just it just continued to tank for me. Um I don't. I don't think it's on top. I don't think it's like terrible. But I. I. I if we're gonna keep comparing, one hundred percent. You're right. I, I think that when when you look at the game, I mean, I feel of, that way of, regardless of Ratchet and Clank being in the argument. Right, right, right. Or not. What I'm saying, if you're comparing your that dichotomy between those, that 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 chasm is huge. But I don't think that Psychonauts Two is unplayable. Uh, oh, I don't think that it's bad. Of course not. I, I no, do think I mean it's that, a top five game yeah, of the year. Right. Right. I do think that there's 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 things that it could have done. I mean, it's been in development for a long time, and so that's that's not an excuse at all. I mean, you release the game when you release the game, and it has to take the criticism of when it comes out. That's that's how it works. But uh, you know, I, I I I just I just think for me, and this is it's hard because it's it's just so like I'm so passionate about one game and you're the other. I, I just don't I don't I personally don't see uh, Psychonauts two uh, being below Ratchet and Clank, but before we get there, let's talk about Lost Judgment. I think that is a top three game of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. I think. Do you think that the top three games that we have right now are top three? Yeah. That would be for you listeners. That's Halo, Guardians, Lost Judgment, or yeah. we don't have it in order okay. yet. But yeah, I, I personally, I think it's a top three game. I think that 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 game was just. That was a ride. That was a ride um, from start to finish, and I I adored that game. Not perfect either. Not perfect either. It's got some problems narratively, like we talked about uh, in part one. Uh, it, it kind of you know drags some things out a little too long, okay. reiterates things too long. I think some of the side quest stuff, the side missions, are getting to not, be a little not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I kind of find uh, myself mainlining yakuza's and lost ju- and judgment games a lot. A- um, Which I think is okay. I, I, I think the argument can be made that you, you'll miss a lot of like the really wacky shit. Yeah, but, yeah. I've always had that problem with the series, like both of these the franchises. Now, like there's this weird duality between uh, serious Japanese melodrama and complete insanity at the same time. And it's like I don't, I can't keep flipping back and forth between the yeah. two. So I usually just mainline to get all of the. Because I'm not for the play play. Like when when it comes to like, especially when the story starts to get white hot. Because these games have a tendency of knowing how to like really ramp up and make Pace you like, oh my god, yeah. I have to keep playing. You know what I mean? I can't I can't go back to the quirky stuff. You know, so yeah. So okay, so I guess I guess those are top three then, and we'll and we'll I guess we'll uh, put them in order here in a second. So what do you want to do with Psychonauts and Ratchet and Clank? I don't know, man. I don't really know. Um, I do not know. Can't be two number fours. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, I feel I, like I've said. I, I, I think. I, I think. I don't know about you. I mean, I think, I think we both said all we can say without just continuing I, I, I think, to split things. Let me ask you this, and I don't want to spoil anything. Like, is Ratchet and Clank really up there in your top personal top ten? Yeah, it's my number three. Oh, because Psychonauts. 
See, I said Psychonauts is my number one game of the year. It's my favorite game of the year. Lies. You're lying. It, nah, it really is. Nah, it is. Oh, my God. All right. Um, I can look. See, got- I, I can live with. I can live with Ratchet being a number five. I I personally think it is. It does not have nearly as many flaws from a gameplay standpoint as Psychonauts Two does. I think that is. I don't. I don't even know if that's even debatable in some respects. Um, but I, it's a top five game on our list, and I think that's 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 fine. I can live. I I won't lose sleep about it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think. I think we. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. What. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, Duh. How about, <laughs> but let, no, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And it's not a concession prize or anything like that. Because I'm looking here at the list. Um, is East 9 10? Or is it a 9? And Disco is 10. Because you were ready to cut Disco. Um, here, here's the reason why. You were ready to cut Disco. I was not. And I was never ready to cut uh, East 9. No, I don't want to do that because that I, I'm not. I don't want to negotiate passion for passion. That that's a game that you're no, passionate about. No, no, no. But about. what I'm saying and is, I, and like I, I honestly didn't even. I really didn't think East Nine was going to make the top ten. That's why I nominated to cut it early. So I'm just happy that it's here. I am totally happy with it being at number ten. I don't need it any higher than that to be happy. So East can stay where it is. Disco can stay at number nine. I'm. I have no issue with that. Let's leave it there. Okay. Let's do that. So, all right. So, we got to figure out top three then. So, we got Lost Judgment, Halo Infinite, Guardians of the Galaxy. Wait. Well, I think we... But I think... um, I think we probably should switch Psychonauts and Ratchet. Um, the reason is, is because you... When we... we Obviously, I'm passionate about Psychonauts 2. It is my game of the year. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but when we had when we had the when we had the conversation, I never really said that I had a problem with anything that was detrimental to the game. In that, I never had a problem with the platforming, the combat, or anything like that. Uh, I didn't think the story was great, but I didn't think the story was awful. You have serious problems with Psychonauts platforming and combat. Like the actual core of the game, and because this is you and I doing this, uh, looking at it in that conversation, I, I think that it it would make more sense for Ratchet and Clank to be four and Psychonauts to be five. That's fine with me. I mean, you know, it- I just don't have any. I don't have any like fuck this game. Not not that you have that Psychonauts, but I don't have any passions in terms of like. There was never one moment in 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 Ratchet and Clank where I felt the game was unplayable or that the story was uh you know unattainable. Like I I I never had those that that those moments. And <laughs> and what, regardless of whether you didn't have that the game was unplayable, you didn't finish it. You couldn't get through it. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I that that's a fair distinction. I I think my my biggest passion of, of the argument, and this isn't even directed towards you. It's just in general is. I think that some franchises have to have the ability to be able to iterate within themselves. You know, like a game like Far Cry 6, right, took a ton of heat this year because it was, quote-unquote, more Far Cry. And even I was of that camp for a time before before I played it myself. But I realized when I played it, yes, it is more Far Cry, but it, it's doing things within itself that it's iterating in ways that make sense for the Far Cry formula, right? Yeah. And I think that 
it should be praised for. It didn't make our top 10, but, you know, it is in my personal top 10. I think it'll make it. But, you know, I, I think those games should should not take as much heat as they do. And I think Ratchet has kind of suffered some of that as well because people look at it as a safe game. And it, it if, if you're a fan of Ratchet and Clank on, a, on some deep level or some, you know, noteworthy level, you can, you can spot things about this game that are, that are not quite the same old same. Um, and I, I would also add again, and this is outward, not, not us thing. I think a lot of people, again, new PS5 owners, here comes a big game. I'm not huge a Ratchet and Clank fan, but I want to play this game because it's, it looks good. I think there have been a lot of Ratchet newcomers that kind of expected more, but didn't know what they were going to get because they're not big well, Ratchet fans, yeah. too. And I think that's colored a lot of conversations, too. Again, that's not us, but that is the, right. and, and I, that is the speak that happens out there. And I, think that's, and I think that's a fair assessment when we're talking about a game specifically just about the game, reviewing the game or talking about the game in the podcast. But for me, when we're talking about it in terms of like comparatively speaking, because it's about to be on a list and we have to find ways to see what's going to gather the upper hand, the other uh, upper hand, I I think it's okay to to, to say that this game is doing a lot of the same stuff that it's done before. and This game is a little more unique and and, and within our tastes, right? Uh, I think that's fair to say. But I do think that when we look at the conversation that we had, you had a lot more problems with Psychonauts 2 core gameplay than I did with Ratchet & Clank Mm. or any part of that game. So I think that the right thing to do would be 4 and 5. Okay. So, um, so now we got to go to the top three. So we have Guardians, Halo, and Lost Judgment to think about. Um, I would be cool with Lost Judgment at number three. Yeah, I'll even I'll even throw this out there. Maybe Lost Judgment slips down even further than that and goes to number five bump up psychonauts to bump up ratchet because because and here's why it's not it's not it's not to get because this is this is my idea before we just did what we did here with ratchet and, and psychonauts it's not to get ratchet up to number three it's it's really to get psychonauts up to number four because it's your number one game yeah but i think i, I think arguments for arguments sake i think that um, I think it, it would. I don't want to. I don't want to keep spoiling kind of my list, but I think this is fair, just as is right now. Okay. Like having Lost Judgment at three. Um, it is my Psychonauts two is on my game of the year, but it's also you know uh, a game that it's this is a, this is a list. Uh, this is a cumulative list here. So that that argument of this is your game of the year, my game. Of the year, I don't think that really should bear much. Maybe to like push a game up to 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 a specific level, you know. Uh, but I think ultimately I'm okay with Psychonauts being. Uh, it's a very specific game to me. So it being my game of the year is, is makes sense. Uh, it doesn't need to be in our uh, our top three or top four game of the year just because it's on my top one because it is very specific to me. That's fine. I mean, I guess I'm just trying to throw a bone because, I mean, I I, I like the top three. I mean, I think we could probably talk about uh, how we. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't. Feel, I know what you're it saying. It just doesn't feel like the best reflection of 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 this list because your number one is your number one. Yeah. And and okay. I 
uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this the right way, but I'm I'm not as passionate to see Lost Judgment stay at number three as I am to see your number one climb up another spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm down. We could put it down. Okay. I mean, yeah, unless we could have. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, really, we really haven't. Like, where? I mean, I guess where are you at with Lost Judgment yourself? Like, where where is that sitting with you personally? I mean, I kind of said my piece about like the side missions, main mission stuff, like the story, blah blah. blah. Like, where where are you at with the game though? Like, how 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 is it feeling? No, I love it. I, I I'm I'm with right there okay. with you. I it, I think it's a it's it's a better version of of uh, Judgment. Okay. I think it's it's a better story, uh, better characterizations, better sto- a better writing in every way but i uh, it's very much still a game within that world yakuza world so um it, it did a lot of great things it felt very similar as well uh it's it, it it just it's it's i feel the same way about it the way you feel about it i think that it's it's a great game and i think it's it's a game that didn't get a lot of love this year uh, surprisingly but being such a down year uh but i think this is good i think that laws judgment at top five is 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 the lowest I, I would accept. Yeah, that same. Game at. Um, Absolutely yeah. same. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's in my personal top three. Uh, well, it, it's it's fighting other stuff on my top three to get to top three, but it's it's got that potential. But I don't mind it being at number five at all. I think it's fine. I think it yeah it it makes Psychonauts two feel like it's in a better spot because of how um, it's your number one and yeah your yeah personal, yeah uh, your personal list. Um, I'm looking up here where uh, Lost Judgment. Yeah, Lost Judgment is is is, is like four for me right now. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So then we kind of need to talk about Halo Infinite and Guardians of the Galaxy. Then. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. This is this is this is a difficult one because. It's tough, yeah. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a specific. Uh, it's very specific. It's a single-player narrative-driven game, and Halo is that, and also it's the biggest multiplayer in the world right now. So, uh, I don't think that because it has one and one equals two, it's better than Guardians, right? Obviously not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I I can only talk about the story, the campaign, no spoilers. I I think it was great. I I think the multiplayer is fantastic. It's firing on all cylinders. Uh, this game is a beast. It's a game that's going to be around for a long time. But Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, it won a lot of awards in part one of the show. It, but, it's, it's very tough, man. But also, it's also a game that lends itself to winning those awards. And mm-hmm. that, you know, we had there's some caveats with Halo that, you know, that we couldn't implement in certain aspects in the awards show. So that... that can't really go by that specifically. Um, I, I just think Guardians of the Galaxy as a single player experience is my favorite single player experience I had all year. Um, I think uh, the story was great. I think uh, the writing was awesome. I think it had a lot going against it, and it sur- uh, surpassed those expectations, my expectations. I-, I think that the combat is probably its weakest point, yeah. but it's still yeah. it's still a good time. Um, and and I, I I I I really enjoy. It had like you mentioned last week. It really has that that DNA of the um, of Deus Ex games uh, embedded into it. I it, but the writing is is it, and it's funny. It's a funny fucking game, uh, and it really is heartfelt. It really it, it it doesn't it doesn't do what Psychonauts do in that it makes you think, or at least me. And it's not about mental health, but it is about 
even the baseline. It's about friendship. It's about parenthood, but on surface levels, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not trying to dig deep into these emotions uh, of these specific things, but it is. It does though. It, it, it's in its simplicity and its execution. I think that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is, you know, one of the best written games in a long time, in my opinion. Uh, and one of my favorite narrative experiences in a long time as well. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of standouts. Drax is a standout. Uh, you know, I, I I think that's where, you know, what do we think here? Because going into it, I was pretty sure Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be our number one game of the year. Uh, but, man, uh, is Halo Infinite, a Halo mainline game, really going to take second banana to... Uh, I don't know, man. I, so we we've sung Gal- Galaxy's praises a lot. So let me poke a few holes. Um, we talked about you, you mentioned combat, kind of you know in, in the middle of that for a moment there. I I kind of want to lean into that a little bit because, again, we're in hair splitting mode. This is not and this is not us saying that the gameplay is bad in Guardians of the Galaxy. We're talking about you know potentially a number one, number two games of the year here. But I do think that. Um, the detriment that Guardians has in the gameplay standpoint is that it's very spongy. It's very bullet spongy. Um, I had to turn the... Thankfully, it gives you options, uh, a really nice suite of options to turn like damage up for your weapons, turn uh, you know damage down for damage you're receiving. It, it gives you a lot of those dials to work with. I had to do a lot of tinkering um, to, to get the gameplay to feel the best without feeling really annoyingly spongy um, because a lot of fights just kind of felt like a lot of strafing and shooting, a lot of shooting and strafing. And then, you know, a lot of finger gymnastics to do with like the, the, the team abilities, um, which I, you know, after a while I got, I got super used to it and it wasn't a bother for me, but it is a lot to, to kind of manage all while you're trying to attack yourself. Um, so I think that stuff was um, could have been better. It could have been better. It, it's thankfully it's modifiable to get it to the right you know place for your your own personal preferences. But it was out of the box. It wasn't it wasn't perfect. Um, and I will say, even though it it does a much better job later in the game, the first few hours in terms of enemy types are very um, disappointing. You're taking on blobs of gelatin. You're taking on like little prickly cacti looking things that roll around and it's like, oh no, I don't, I really don't want this to be the whole game. And it, thankfully it's not. Yeah. But I think again, in the interest of splitting hairs, I think those first few hours are a little dicey from a standpoint of, oh, I hope it's not going to be a lot of this like jello fights uh, throughout the rest of the game. Um, so yeah, it that that is but tough. It, it's that is tough. But for me, it's like it's also a game about details. Uh, because did you do the thing where you walked down the wrong path and then uh, Rocket made fun mm-hmm. of you and, and he had to walk of shame? Yep. Did uh, did you throw Rocket? No, I never threw him. If you throw him, that's a problem throughout the whole game. He is he does not let that go. He brings it up every minute he possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and at the end of the game, spoiler here, at the end of the game, there's a moment where you can throw him 
uh, this moment that he does, if you want, you can throw me because he's yeah. built that trust. So it, it it hits harder when the whole time he's complaining, bitching, and whining about, I can't believe you fucking threw me. I can't mm-hmm. believe you did this. And then finally, that trust all comes together. He goes, you know what? If you want to throw me, you can throw me. Like shit like yeah. that. It, it, that works really, really well. And it's it, the game is filled with, with stuff like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a good game, dude. Uh, so, I mean, on the Halo side, right? So, very interesting package, obviously, because of the multiplayer coming out first, getting the campaign later, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, I think the worst you could say about the Halo multiplayer is the progression stuff and, and what you can unlock that's been pretty well documented. We've discussed it on the podcast. It's, it is what it is. I'm not trying to, like, gloss past it. It is a, it is a problem that I hope they can work on, but um, that's about the only blemish that I can see. The rest of that game is, has been improved upon very quickly. They've added new playlists pretty quickly. It, it's it's still in my rotation. I play a lot of that game right now. That multiplayer is pretty freaking good, man. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, campaign, obviously, um, I haven't finished it. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting on some patches to kind of get it to where I'm wanting it to be, and I... And, and I I can say that counts to some extent, right? For at least for me, with the presentation yep. uh, issues, with the stuttering and stuff like that. Um, here's what I'll say from my limited time with the campaign, and, and I'll let you kind of jump in um, to fill in some blanks for me too. I think this game had a very tall order coming off the heels of Halo 5. It had a lot of narrative stuff to figure out, uh, and I think that it handled that pretty masterfully from what I've seen in terms of knowing where to kind of tuck that stuff away um, and what to make the real story of Halo 5, like in the, in the current time. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting that the way they handled that with uh, the Cortana arc, um, from what I've seen, again, from what I've seen. Um, I think the open world aspect of it, to me, was, was proven to be a, a great choice in the time that... Um, you know, I've spent in, in the open spaces. I think it's really, really fun. Um, it was way more interesting than I thought it would be. I was way more addicted to finding all the collectible stuff than I thought I would be, too. The grapple hook, as we talked about in part one of this, I think was a, a game changer. It was a game changer, combat wise, multiplayer wise, traversal wise. It was just incredible. Um, you know, I, I don't know where, where the game ends up in, when all is said and done in the credits roll, but I do know that I've not really had a lot of problems with that game. So, for as good as the multiplayer is, uh, I think the single player is is. I think the single player ends up feeling a little bit left me a little bit lacking. Like I, I felt a little bit like I I wanted a little bit more than what they gave me. Now didn't end bad it wasn't a bad time do you I was mean like oh do you I, mean narratively or just overall yeah overall, narratively. Okay. i just felt like okay maybe i wanted maybe i wanted a little bit more and and then i won't say much more other than the 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 ending part of that game does something that i kind of take issue with not narratively it's not a narrative thing it's a gameplay thing where i'm like but why and mm. and once you get there We'll talk about that. I think you'll feel exactly the same way. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I've been saying I wish they did more with the open world. But uh, so with that, I, I think that for for as perfect as multiplayer is, single player is not nearly as perfect mm. for those little things that turn to add up, specifically at the back end of the story. Um, but with that said, I 
I still love the story very much. And I, I, and I hate to be the, I hate to do the, it has two things better than one, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it, it, I, I don't think, I, I think Halo is, is probably should be, uh, number one here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's an old adage that I'll probably get screwed up here, but the more parts in the machine, the more likely it is to break, right? Yeah. And so when you're adding in new modes, or even if it's just having a single player and a multiplayer, uh, you run more risk than a game that's focused on single player only. Now, I, in that same breath, I want to give Guardians a shout out for being a single player only game, because that is, it feels like it's becoming more of a scarcity these days. And it's no secret that that's... Our list is a little ironic in that it's like we almost just kind of subconsciously picked as many single-player-only games as we can find and put them on our list. But it feels like at large in the industry, they're becoming more of a delicacy and a rarity. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's kind of a telling thing about just both of our you know combined tastes. Um, and also, just the fact that we were sure, we, we bet money that Gardens was going to be trash. All the money. Yeah, we were. I, I I I glazed over as soon as this logo popped up on screen, and I and I and I realized I wasn't getting a new Deus Ex again. I'm like, I don't even care. I don't care. The come up, the come up from this is gonna be trash to potentially top two game of the year is is a miracle. Yeah. So I think to me, if I'm picking where I'm at with this, I think. I said on this show, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite games I've ever played, period. I think I can kind of say the same thing about Halo Infinite, though, at, at this point. Yeah. Yes. And so that's why it's tough. But me personally, I would I would throw Halo Infinite at number one as well. Um, because I think it had, again, it had a lot of things it had to fix that Halo 5 broke. Uh, about the story, yeah. about the gameplay, about overall expectations. It was in trouble development. It shouldn't have turned out as good as it did in the end, and it did. Uh, and I think, and it it, to me, I think it is, it might not be our, you know, it, it might not be your personal number one, but I think it best represents the podcast as a number one, I think probably a little bit more than Guardians. Oh, yeah. Whereas Guardians, I think it got, it got enough love in the last episode. It's definitely the biggest surprise of the year. It's definitely um, best audio. It's definitely a lot of things. But I think Halo might be, Halo might be, might be that... That top, that top, that top game. So let's let's get let let's 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 do a little heat check here on this list. Let's see if this is uh, this is where we want it. Number ten, East Nine. I think that's good. Nine Disco. I think that's fine. Eight Metroid. Seven Forza. Six Resident Evil. Five Lost Judgment. Four Psychonauts, two, three Ratchet, two Guardians, one Halo. The only thing I'll say, and I, this would yeah. be funny, but I would be fine swapping Psychonauts and Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> if you, because I just can't get past the fact that it's your number one and it's not in our top three. It is, yeah. That just uh, that just right, that uh, just blows me away. So I, I would be cool with doing yeah. that. Are you cool with that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and you're sure about? And I would also Forza be cool over- with with putting Ratchet and Clank at number three. And <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, are you sure about uh, 
Forza over Metroid? Yeah. For me, yeah. This is kind of the speak now, forever hold your peace moment of the show, listeners. We're just kind of eyeballing this, and then we'll read the final list in a second here. So give us one moment to take a pregnant pause and just make our peace here. Um, Yeah, okay, I like this. I'm good with all this, really. Um, Yeah. Okay. All right, without further ado, ladies and gents... After over two hours of deliberations, we have reached a conclusion for our top 10 games of the year per the Cooldown Time podcast, and they are the following. At number 10, the JRPG that we believe is the best pound-for-pound JRPG of the year. It is East 9 Monstrum Knox, number 9, the best cut and the definitive version of what many believe to be an all-time classic video game. We have Disco Elysium, the final cut. At number 8... The Big Return for Samus Aran turns out to be one of the best games in the Metroidvania universe. It is Metroid Dread at number 8. Number 7 is arguably pound for pound, maybe the greatest racing game of all time. A lot of people think so. It's on our top 10, we agree to some extent. But number 7 is Forza Horizon 5. Number 6, the classic survival horror franchise Resident Evil gets a sequel that is actually pretty freaking amazing it is resident evil village at number six number five the makers of uh, the yakuza series have another successful spin-off in their judgment series with yagami and friends in lost judgment at number five number four ratchet and clank return in a very interdimensional epic that introduces new characters new action and a lot of laughs and amazing graphics we have ratchet and clank rift apart at the fourth spot number three Raz Aquato pulls back up to the scene, and uh, man, this was a head trip in all the you know all kinds of amazing ways. Pablo's number one game on his personal list, a game that I respect and appreciate for what it is, uh, and it is our number three game, Psychonauts Two. Number two, Marvel baby, Guardians of Marvel. the Galaxy, the surprise hit of 2021, a game no one, including ourselves, thought could be anywhere near as good as it was. But it turns out the geniuses at Eidos Montreal figured out a way to not only make a great Guardians game, but to make a game that in a lot of ways feels like the best Guardians content we've seen in all of media and entertainment. Looking at you, Batista. We got Guardians of the Galaxy at number two. And number one, Master Chief comes back after a dismal showing in Halo 5 to have an incredible return to form while also introducing new open world elements and an incredible multiplayer that dropped early. Despite its battle pass progression issues and despite some of the story issues uh, in the campaign, we believe that Halo Infinite is deserving of the number one game and game of the year of 2021 per the Cooldown Time podcast. We did it. We did it. That was a good time, man. Um, thank you, all of you listeners, for uh, for sticking around for our two-part Game of the Year uh, special. We hope this has been an entertaining journey uh, for all of you. This was a lot of fun for me and Pablo, for sure. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, call it here. Um, Pablo, any last thoughts about the year that was, about these games, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, you know, I uh, weird year for games all around. Yeah. Uh, but still a pretty good list here. Uh, 
looking forward to next year to see what it Yeah, like. I think if next year is anything like what it, it's slated to be, I think we're going to have a much more interesting... It'll go crazy. It's going to be crazy hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um, on behalf of Pablo, my name is Marco. Thank you for tuning in to the Cool Down Time podcast. Uh, please have a safe new year if you haven't already uh and uh and we will be back with um our regularly scheduled format and uh with our usual hijinks that you always can expect from us Uh, if you like what you hear subscribe to us wherever you stream stuff follow us on ig or twitter if you can and we love you for it